It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. So, what did you do last night? Watched a movie, hung out. Hmm. What? Pretty boring night at my house. How about you? Do? Oh no! <laughs> Slightly different at our house. Uh-huh. Yeah. Do you hear this, boy? No, sir. I don't you know. Don't know do you? Uh, my wife found a missing child last night. Jesus, you're not going to keep it, are you? <laughs> I keep wondering about that. I know she takes in strays. Can we keep it? <laughs> no. You got nine horses and two dogs. <laughs> and two daughters. Well, they're not strays. The horses and the other things were stuff that she found. We've been trying to get to, we've been trying to thin the herd a little bit. Right? Yeah, there was, a, there was a missing child in Poway for the last 36 hours, mm-hmm. and my wife found her wow. last night. And she's okay. Kid's okay. Incredible. Yeah. It, I couldn't believe it. When it all started unfolding, I'm like, wait, what? Who did? You did? What? <laughs> what is going on? Yeah. Yeah, this little girl, Cassidy, she's 13 years old, and... She's been missing since, uh, I think, Tuesday afternoon. Okay. Went out for a walk with her dog. And they had helicopters and the FBI and the Amber Alert and 50-man search and rescue team and the whole thing. And all it took was my wife. Yeah, Nicole. <laughs> all by herself. So- walked, her, walked her right up to the front door. Uh-huh. Wow. Unbelievable. <laughs> Here's the important question. How's her dog? Okay. How's the child's dog? Yes. They're both okay. Okay. They're both okay, yeah. Yeah, she's going to come in and tell the story this morning. Wow. That's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. It doesn't go well for me. No? No. Uh, The... I think... If you, when you hear the story, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of vibe and intuition mm-hmm. and mystical magic that goes mm-hmm. along with this story. I mean, all that's missing was a unicorn okay. for these two to ride home on. And oh. I'm not kidding. Yeah. It's, it's pretty heavy. And uh, it's not going to go well for me to try ever win an argument again. <laughs> <laughs> I looked at her last night and I said, you're a first responder. You know that, right? You rescued a child. Yeah. You rescued a missing child that the FBI couldn't find. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Incredible. Yeah. I've never known anyone like that. Neither have I. <laughs> and you'll never be one, I'm sure. <laughs> no. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, I can't wait to talk to her. Yeah, she's going to come in and tell the story this morning. All she wanted to do last night was finish walking the dog when it was all done. She's like, I gotta take Joe for his walk. He'll be an impossible tonight. <laughs> so what? Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm ready to call Walter Cronkite. Wake him up. <laughs> Tell him what just happened here. I don't know. I don't know if I'm ever gonna be able to win an argument again. Yeah, I can see that. My gut is telling me, blah, blah, blah. That's it. That's the problem. Did your gut find a missing child? No. I have to your gut, so zip it. Hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe we can get one of Boyer's cars. Light it on fire. Maybe hide some kids in there. You and have you right there. <laughs> I'm just saying. Hang on, hang on. Let me let me hear him work it out. Right, right, right. You want to stash some children in a burn, burning bomb car uh, in the other end of the car. The safe end. Flip it over somehow. Yeah. Oh, get his wow. forklift out there. Flip the car over. There's no fork on and, the forklift. How oh, pardon me? It's a forkless forklift. It doesn't fork anything. Okay, well then maybe he can rent one out. Somehow get the car upside down. Okay, put some children on a burning car. Yeah, but stick him in there, you know, after it's already upside down. You don't want to have him the the tumble dryer thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, You don't want that. Yeah. Get him in there. Yeah. Light the back on fire. Empty the gas first. You know, and all that stuff. But so make it a different kind of fire, something so it won't spread. Maybe it can be that booze fire, you know, yes. like girls yes, 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 get yes, yes. drinks at the bar where there's fire, but it doesn't hurt you. Right. Mm-hmm. Get mm. some video, like Safe a bunch fire. of cell phones. Safe fire, cell yeah. phones and everything. Yeah. Um, Dave, like, do-do-do, what, what, what? <laughs> what what am I doing? Do-do-do? <laughs> you're walking along, do-do-do-do, and your head doity, doity, does doity. the double take. Hey, you gotta get the ass. Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> Just working it out here, and you do the double take like in. This is just camera. a rough first take. Yes, that on ta- very that rough. On camera. We're gonna whoa, do whoa. some editing and do s- run over. Yeah, run over, uh-huh. pull them out, and then have all someone, of them. Uh, all the kids. Yeah. Fast run or slow mo run? Uh, ooh, that can be in post production. <laughs> okay. Okay, and then pull them out, and then have the car blow up. What if that? What if all the kids and I are walking away in slow motion Mm -hmm. with the car behind us, and it explodes, and we're too cool to look back at it? Perfect, perfect. I like that. God, that's way better than what Nicole did. But you really need to make sure it's not that good anymore. Can we call her and tell her not to bother coming in? I already forgot what she did. I don't even care. So we can work this out. They need to be twins. Hang on, we got this done. You're not going to help. I can tell right now you're not yeah. going to help. Go ahead. Uh, twins, refugees from a foreign country who are gay and walk with Play the drums, son. Just play the drums. We got this worked out. Okay. Don't worry about it. We work on the hero angles. Okay? So I come over there and bang the drums with my fist and say, Coco like kitty. No. <laughs> I feel like Sarah has a kid she'd donate to the cause. Yeah, but I do too. Ready to be used as a prop. My mm. brother in law is a forklift salesman, so we have one on standby if needed. We can work this Anything out. Anything to reduce production costs, I appreciate. Yeah. But we can make you win every argument now, Dave. That's the goal of this thing. Yes, and that uh, was the purpose. You know, my daughter is uh, an expert in cgi technology oh, yeah. in hollywood so mm-hmm. we can really trick this thing out this and project. then your other daughter's in pr so she can help you get the story out there so you become the bigger hero got the whole thing needed here uh-huh. can we edit boyer out of the story out of the story yes edit him out. or or would it be better that the children were in here 
talk about a fundraiser, and Boyer frightened them, and they ran away. Mm. Yes, this is making sense. He was the reason the children ran away mm-hmm. and found themselves in danger. Well, we could lose a drummer, you know, to some sort of incarceration, <laughs> but whatever. Could we At have him point, driving I... and you just couldn't get him out, but you got the kids? What if I grabbed Boyer and stuffed him in there? <laughs> yes. <laughs> As a sacrifice to the angry fire gods. Yes. Mm-hmm. Who were excited about the... <laughs> children that it was going to take and so something needed to appease the anger right. fire gods and so we stuffed Boyer in there and so the fire gods shrugged and said alright it's the best we can do for today this is beautiful. you know at this point I think you should cancel the Nicole I do too because we don't need D-list stories on this show <laughs> at this point uh, when exactly was there a fire when you rescued this child honey mm. what do you mean no fire no fire no explosions when did everything go into slow motion? Never? <laughs> Not interested. Is take there, it down, Take it over to Kixie. They're across the street. <laughs> They're video? the ones who do the B stories. Uh-huh. Is there a video where um, she can prove this happened? She cannot. Ooh. Oh. So. Yeah. Exactly. God. Boom. <laughs> and does Aerosmith, I don't want to miss a thing, play mm. at any point during your exciting story? <laughs> no? Hmm. Not that good, is it? <laughs> Well, I doubt we have time to work all that up between now and 7.30. Ah, okay. So I guess we're (sighs) stuck with her half-ass story. (laughs) Def Leppard's going to be on the show today, too. Word is that concert is finally going to (laughs) happen. The stadium tour. So all that and a chainsaw sports. Oh my god! It's all next. We'll play the game and be part of the grand anniversary here on the KGB. Where Chainsaw joins us now with our first look at sports world today. Good morning. Well, good morning. Thank you, David. And hello again, everybody in the sports world. What if the Padres just played the Cincinnati Reds for the rest Ooh, of the season? Okay. In the air to deep right field. Back goes Aquino at the wall. It is gone. A three-run home run for Jerks and Profar, and the Padres take a 5-0 lead. Yeah. Profar gets him again. He had homered off Gutierrez in San Diego, and now he hits a three-run home run in Cincinnati, and the Padres lead it 5-0. Oh, my. Thank you, Don Orsillo, with Mackenzie Gore striking out 10 through five innings. The Padres visined the Reds 8-5 yesterday and improved to 12-7. and 5-0 and against the Reds so far. In all, wow. the Padres are 10-3 and against teams with losing records, 2-4 and four against teams with winning records, the Dodgers and Giants. What are you saying? I'm saying the Padres are awesome. And currently only one game out of first place in the division and holding the second of three wild card spots as they face the mighty Reds again today in Cincinnati. A bit of a scuffle in the Mets-Cardinals game yesterday. And it's up and in, and you had to know that was coming. And Arenado nods out at Lopez as if to say, I knew, and now he says, come get me. And here we go. 
You knew something was going to happen, and here it is. Both benches empty, and they are really going at it now. This has been brewing for the last couple of days, and after J.D. Davis got drilled in the ankle, bodies start to fly. Well, you boys fight it out among yourselves. Okay, mother. <laughs> oh, I've got to dress for my bridge club. Gee, mom, isn't that bridge built yet? Cardinals beat the Mets 10 to 5, yet the Mets still have baseball's best record at 14 and 6. The Cardinals hmm. are 10 and 7. Well, that's good to know. From Las Vegas, the NFL draft begins tonight at 5 o'clock on ESPN uh, with the first round, rounds 2 and 3 tomorrow, 4 through 7 Saturday. Teams are very coy about who they're interested in selecting, but most draft experts believe most of the first round, especially the top 10 or so, will be linemen and linebackers. The big uglies, as announcer Keith Jackson used to call them. Dallas Cowboys owner Jerry Jones can't wait. I like my men. Big and strong. Big, 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 big and strong. Uh, the Cowboys have the 24th overall pick. The Chargers number 17. Jacksonville picks first. While the New York Giants and New York Jets each have two picks in the first round. So our condolences go to all four players and their families. <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> in the National Valley. I'm watching the New York Mets this summer, and they have a guy in the booth. He's a billionaire. He's going to donate $1,000 to a children's cancer hospital every time one of the Mets hits a home run. <laughs> Cheap brick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he picked them by accident. And, uh... I mean, it's a good thing he's doing, but why not just write the kids a check for a half a billion dollars? You're going to make somebody hit a fastball 380 feet, really? How'd they like to be a 12-year-old boy? You need a new liver, and it all depends on whether Fernando Tatis can break out of a 2-for-20 slump. <laughs> the wind-up and the pitch, and he pops up to the catcher. Billy ain't getting the wig this week, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> but luckily, it's cap night here at City Field, and... <laughs> Jason Bay steps to the plate. Uh, he's responsible for leaving two runners on in the death of five-year-old girl last weekend. <laughs> Got a kid from the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Billy, what's your last wish? I don't know. Can we get a designated hitter in the National League? <laughs> build another Ronald McDonald house, move the fences in it, City Field for Christ's sake, look at me, Basketball Association, okay, yeah, two games last night, two series is ended at four games to one, the Warriors kicked Denver in the Nuggets, while Milwaukee sham-wowed Chicago, three game sixes tonight, Philly, Toronto, Phoenix, Pelicans, Dallas, Utah, okay, and other sports stuff, y'all, I got something to write with, pen yes. and paper, sure. yes. Because Sharks fans are all excited about trolling the Golden Knights right in front of their face by sneaking a vulgar message on the Jumbotron what? in San Jose. You see, at Sharks Arena, you can tweet a message, and uh, if they like it, if it's chosen, they will put your message up on the Jumbo. Okay. So write down the first letter of each word of this message okay. that played after the game. Fans, unite, celebrate, keep the hockey energy kicking. Now, imbibe generously. Honor the Sharks. <laughs> <laughs> so, whoopee! Uh -oh. 
You got that deeply coded message up for five seconds. Way to go, nerds. <laughs> and they're all like, yeah, we got him. It's like, all right, well. Yes, you did, didn't you? Take a snapshot. Bless your little hearts. You sure did. And this is your 101.5 KGBFM Sports Network. You and Anna have been working the last 24 hours on the Half-Baked Crackpot News for this, what is today, what is today, Sunday? It feels like it. It's only Thursday. It's Thursday. Yeah. This Thursday uh-huh. morning. What are the big stories you're working on today? Uh, it's your wife's day. It's National Superhero Day. Oh, yeah. Well, she's the <laughs> first responder big. now. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I think this is why men ask, do you know where my foot is? <laughs> you know? Don't you all get mad when we can't find something and we ask you? Where something is. It can get tiresome. Uh, very diplomatically put. <laughs> Annoying AF. <laughs> you know, because we know you've got the ability to find things. That's why we ask you. It's a compliment uh, that we come to you. Oh. Yeah. That's an interesting spin. Here's my wife out last night finding missing children. That's why we ask it, because we know you can find it. <laughs> got it. You saved my foot. <laughs> All of the search and rescue should be women then. I... <laughs> I'm starting to agree with you. I'm telling you. Yeah. Uh, it's National Superhero Day. Yeah, it was created by Marvel back in 1995. It's about celebrating comic book characters, but, you know, real life superheroes should be acknowledged as well, like Nicole. Do you remember? Yes, absolutely. Do you remember how we almost broke into a civil war here not too long ago, um, fighting over Red Vines versus Twizzlers? Oh, yeah. I tried to block it out because I don't think it's healthy to dwell on this, but uh uh-huh, go ahead. Okay. And see, I'm like Switzerland in this thing. I don't care which one you like. Yeah. I'm not interested. Mm -hmm. I'm not really hot on either one of you, frankly. Got it. Both of you disappeared. The world would carry on just fine. And I don't remember which one you like. Uh Uh-huh. And I don't remember which one everyone else likes. Okay. But I know that people feel very, very... I knew that people had strong opinions on... Coke versus Pepsi. Yes. I did not know until that show, like just a couple months ago, Mm -hmm. how strongly the sides were Red Vines versus Twizzlers. Right. And I saw it again happen at a poker game. (laughs) One of the guys has given up cigarettes, and so he's using, I think, I don't know what he's using. It's one of those two. Okay. And... Immediately, there was a deep discussion, a deep political Zelensky versus Putin discussion that broke out. (laughs) You know? Yeah. So It happens. I get it. Yeah. So, I think the same... Legion that people feel towards their side exists for Marvel versus DC. Yeah. Are you... A superhero family? Oh, yeah. We watch them all. And see, we're not. Um, And I don't even know what neighborhood my favorite characters belong to. Although I think... Tell me. Huh? Tell me. I'm pretty sure we're a DC family. Oh, I just got the look. Like, wrong choice, dum-dum. No, I think... 
Because I like Batman and Superman. Right, and you're right, because my first thought was you like Iron Man, but then as soon as you said DC, I was like, oh no, that's where Batman lives. I love Iron Man. Yeah. And he's a Marvel, Marvel. guy? Marvel, mm-hmm. Hmm. When I was a kid growing up in Illinois, you had to be a Cubs fan or a White Sox fan. You had to. Right. And you couldn't be bold. It was like growing up in South Central. <laughs> you're either a Crip or you're a Blood. Mm. I don't want to be either. Tough. Pick one. Choose one or you die. You're probably going to die anyway. <laughs> Both of them are going to come after you. That's right. Mm-hmm. And I'm dead serious. You had to choose. Are you going to be a Cubs fan or a Sox fan? Mm-hmm. And then I would move to places like Colorado. And people are like, well, why can't you be both? Because we're not pussies. That's why. <laughs> and you had to explain it to him like that. You had to say to him, can you be a Crip and a Blood at the same time? Well, no. No, you can't. Mm-hmm. You got to choose one. And so now I got to choose between Superman and Batman or Iron Man. Yeah. And I find myself going, can I be both? <laughs> and I hate that. Yeah. Because I love Batman and I love Superman. But I think I love Iron Man as much as I love Batman and Superman together. Well, then that's telling. Which way do I go with this board? I feel like Batman and Superman were your first love. But as this mature, responsible adult you've grown into, Iron Man has really stolen your heart. Which studio produced Underdog? That's the one I like. You're not helping Dave. It's not about you. you. What do I do here, Chainsaw? I think you go two for one. I mean, Batman and Superman, that's a two for one special. I mean, you're an Iron Man. You, uh, how much is this a recent thing? How deep is your Superman and Batman embedded into your soul? Batman became important to me when Christian Bale was Batman. Oh, okay. I didn't really care so much about Michael Keaton or Val Kilmer or George Clooney or any of those characters, the, the Jack Nicholson Joker and all that kind of stuff. I never cared about Batman. It was dumb and goofy and just <laughs> stupid. It was just right. stupid. Tim Burton Batman stuff is just dumb to me. Danny DeVito Penguin is just stupid. But then when it became real, (laughs) realistic (laughs) with Christian Bale and Heath Ledger, then I was like, oh, this is legit now. And Superman, I never really cared for until Henry Cavill became Superman. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, but he can't even say truth, justice in the American way anymore. I'm not hung up in stupid things like you are. <laughs> He's a communist now. I'm not, though. I'm not hung up on stupid things like you are. How will it play in China? I, I, I don't want your help. Okay. I don't. Seriously. <laughs> you just work on your podcast today. How much do you love Iron Man? So much. Yeah. He flies in while playing ACDC. Well, you gotta dump the old girlfriends and go with oh. Iron Man. <laughs> I feel like I have a really easy way to figure this okay, out. Okay, thank God. Hit okay. me. Okay, so I have two questions for you. All right, you have to you have to pick. David, one's got to go. Batman or Superman? Superman. David, one's got to go. Superman or Iron Man? Batman or Iron Man. I already got rid of Superman. Batman. Or oh, Iron one's got to go. Okay, sorry, sir. So Batman or, or Iron, Iron Man. Man? One's got to go. I'll tell you why I'm staying with Iron Man. I'll tell you why. Because Robert Downey Jr. stayed as Iron Man. Christian Bale gave up on Batman. And they brought in America's greatest thespian. <laughs> ben Affleck. 
Thank you, Sarah. It's done. Mm. Thank um, you, Chainsaw. It's done. You got it. Boyer, you made it harder for me to decide. <laughs> You're no help at all. As usual, you dicked up the entire event. Thank you. All right. I guess I'm a Marvel guy. All right. Yeah. The thing is, I don't like anybody else on Marvel. So here, I have the top 10 superheroes, and I'll tell you if they're Marvel or DC and see if you get some more on your Marvel list. Okay. Because I feel, I'm, and I don't know about this, I feel like Marvel just barfs up superheroes that aren't super okay. or heroic. Okay. Like Ant-Man. Okay. That makes me not want to be on your team. That's mm-hmm. just stupid. Okay. And then they had that dope from Friends be Ant-Man. It's like, all right, come on. <laughs> Paul Rudd, sexiest man. <laughs> <laughs> so they say. Uh-huh. Okay, here's the top 10. Uh, at number 10, Wonder Woman, who is DC. DC. I like Wonder Woman. And she just beat out Superman. Superman didn't even make the top 10 this go-round. I, you know, I like Wonder Woman a lot. I really okay. do. Uh, number nine is The Flash. No. That's DC. Don't care. The Hulk. Eh. Marvel. He's a one-trick pony. Big deal. Captain America. No. I knew it. I knew Who it. is he? Who is he? No, I can't tell you. He's Marvel. He is. Hold on. <sighs> Hold on. Thor. Number I, six. Not interesting. Yeah, I got a hammer. Big deal. Build a house. Whatever. <laughs> Stupid. He's Marvel. Deadpool. Oh, I love Deadpool. He's Marvel. Oof. The Iron Man Deadpool twosome. Yikes. That's unbeatable. And Iron Man is the fourth most uh, yeah. favorite. Uh, number three is Wolverine. Oh! I forgot how much I love Wolverine. I love Wolverine more than Iron Man. Well, and he is Marvel. More oh, I'm than, totally becoming a Marvel guy. More than Iron Man? Yeah. Whoa. Have you seen the Wolverine movies? Yes. Yeah, I mean, they're good, but he's I... He's so good. Yeah. He's so good. The And the one that they did With where the they're kind of old and crippled and just... Logan. I mean, Wolverine and... Professor X are just old and yeah. just wandering around like a couple of crazy <laughs> old men. It was so sweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second most beloved superhero is Batman. Yeah, I DC. like Batman. Yeah. And number one is Spider-Man Marvel. Yeah, I like the Spider-Mans, but I'm not as, you know, I could, whatever. This most recent one, No Way Home was so good. And who I, was it? Uh, that is, Well, all of them make an appearance. Was it Andrew something or other? Andrew no, it's Ridgely. Tom Holland. Hang on, he's Andrew in Garf- he's in Wham. Garf- Tom Holland is the current Spider-Man, but yeah. then Andrew Garf- Garfield, who was before him, and Tobey Maguire made appearances in it. One of those two, I can't remember if it was Tom Holland or Andrew Garfield, has just announced he's retiring from acting. Andrew. Andrew Garfield. Mm-hmm. He's an ex-Spider-Man. Yes. Tom Holland is the current new the, one who's yeah. running around with Zendaya. Yeah. Okay. And Andrew. So no one really successful. cares that Andrew Garfield retired. Retired from what? Nothing. Okay. Good for you. Off you go. Nice that you have enough money that you can retire at 25 or however young you are. Yeah. I want to find out the authentic me. Oh, barf. Go. (laughs) Spider-Man would never talk like that. (laughs) Yeah, he just announced that uh, yesterday or the day before. Yeah, it's not trending. And I was like, "Um, file that under who cares. I think you made, uh, thank you, Emily. (laughs) Thank you, Sarah. You you made me see my path to Marvel. Okay. Yeah. All right. Very good. Anything else in the news? Um, if you've got a great idea for a new emoji, we have a chance for you to submit your idea. We'll tell you how, and we're also going to tell you emoji ideas that have been rejected. Apparently, what about an emoji? They don't make every single one. You think they did? Oh, but they I'm don't. sure they don't. What about an emoji of Chris Boyer wearing the chin dong? I love it, David. <laughs> yeah.
I'd love to submit it. It won't pass. No? It's way no. more uh, valuable than the pregnant man emoji. Such a great look. The chin dong. It's for when you screw up. Yes. Uh-huh. Everyone will understand. Uh-huh. Did you see what Elon did with the pregnant man, Boyer? Uh, no. Oh, you'll love it. <laughs> yes, you will. You'll love it. Just Google Elon Musk pregnant man yeah. emoji. Thank you. Uh-huh. I have a question for Sarah and Emily. Okay. Um, I've been seeing this a little bit lately on some of the old shows that I watch and some of the old radio that I listen to. There was a very cute tradition, and it might be alive still at like state fairs and whatnot. And that is where single ladies would make a picnic lunch and put it in a picnic basket. And all the single ladies would put it up um, on the stage at the state fair. And the single men would bid on the picnic lunch. And if you're the highest bidder, you get to go have that lunch with the girl that you were the highest bidder for. Okay. It's kind of a cute little fundraiser and romantic little thing. All right. And then the two of you just go off someplace in the park there and have lunch together. Which appeals more to you? This guy clearly has his eye on you since he bought your lunch, okay? Mm -hmm. He opens up the lunch and he sees that you've made frozen cod fillets baked in Sanilac. All the food that he hates. Which is better? If he is very sweet about it and chokes down all the food that he can't stand or if he opens the basket and looks you in the eye and says I'm not going to eat this because I hate all this food and I didn't buy it because I'm hungry I only got this because I wanted to be here alone with you I prefer the second that appeals to you more the confident brutal honesty yeah, and then you can hopefully try to spin it and say, all right, well, then let's go get some food that we both enjoy. Understood. And No feelings steak. hurt just oh, a little totally bit. totally embarrassed. That your old family recipe of baked cod uh-huh. fillets, baked or whatever. Uh-huh. Maybe you made fried chicken or something really good. Seemingly universal love, but he, it happens to be that he hates it. Yeah. But he just says to you, I'm not going to eat this food because, frankly, I hate everything that's in this basket, but I didn't buy this because I'm hungry. I only got this because I wanted to be here with you alone. Mm-hmm. Or he is still there with you alone and he all chokes it down sweetly and thanks you and tells you what a wonderful cook you are. And we'll get around to his likes and dislikes on down the road. See, I'm going to be embarrassed no matter what. I mean, they're going to be embarrassed right then. Mm-hmm. Or I'm going to be embarrassed when I make that meal again a few dates from now. And he's like, you know what? I didn't actually like it the first time. <laughs> so... Yeah. I'd rather just get the embarrassment out of the way. Yeah. And have a good date. Right. Hopefully. Yeah. Because people will, you know, oh, it's better to be honest right from the beginning. Honesty is way overrated. You know that? It really is. <laughs> is it? Everybody's like, oh, honesty, wave the flag. Yay. Wee. <laughs> yeah. Just, don't tell me honesty's never bitten you in the ass before. Give me a break. What do you think, sir? I don't see anything wrong with him being like, yeah, I hate all this food. Um, I just wanted to be with you. I think that's going to totally win the girl over. Do you? Yes. More, more than yes. Yeah. Falling on the sword, as it were. Yeah. In this situation, yeah. Okay. Because if he eats all your food and he's still with you and compliments you and da 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 da, you suffer no embarrassment or anything. 
Everything's good. Yeah. It's more of, it's a bigger gesture to just buy whatever crap is in there to just be with you. Yeah. And that, that wins. All right. What do you think you would do, Boyer, if you were the gentleman who bought the picnic basket? Well, I'd hope she'd fall on my sword and I'd probably mm-hmm. tell her, I'm not there for the food, baby. This is... Uh... What, what is up with you this week? Seriously. <laughs> is it, nothing you say is legitimate, real, believable, or worthwhile. Really? Yeah, yeah, really? I can't believe it. It's only the 9,000th time I've been this way. Come on. You gotta, you gotta uh, be right up front. You don't gotta. Well, you should. You have 90 days, remember? 90 day tick mark. 90 yep. day, You have 90 days to get all your lying done. Yeah. Yep. I, I know that because you taught me that. Yes, David. That's right. And you're supposed to lie in those 90 days, right? Uh, you're not supposed to, but uh, you won't Why are we see... counting down 90 days then? Because that's when you will see a person's actual true behaviors at 90 days. They can cover them up. They don't have to. They're not obligated to. But many people will cover what they perceive to be their worst traits and lie about them for 90 days. But after three months, it's real tough to keep that stuff in order. Okay. So just come out and tell her, I'm not here for the food. All right. And what do you think, Chainsaw? Well, honesty is usually a disaster. But in this case, (laughs) the pivot, the spin is such gold that I think you can do it and and, and not have to eat that crap (laughs) as your relationship develops. Tell me how you would say it to her. I think, well, oh, uh, sports I fans. I don't prefer this particular food. Don't ever make it again. But I just wanted to be with you today. <laughs> Romance isn't about the ballet. It's about the hot dogs and the peanuts and the popcorn that is running down your chin. <laughs> All right, so everyone believes in the honesty, huh? What a bunch of pussies. (laughs) Especially with the spin. It's a beautiful spin. Yeah. It seems like that would work. The only thing that would really possibly be a a hang-up or a hitch is you got to assume that this girl is making her signature dish. Yep. I mean, she's not just going to go, mm, I guess I'll just make such and such. She's really trying to impress. She's bringing out her A game, and you're going to tell her, your A game um, stinks. <laughs> but I sure like you. Yeah. There's... yeah. Good luck, fellas. Yeah. <laughs> your A game stinks. <laughs> but don't you like me for my honesty? <laughs> <laughs> I think I have some uh, tickets for Tears for Fears to give away today. Mm. Playing with Garbage on Sunday, June 5, North Island Credit Union Amphitheater. Would you like those? Yeah. You get your tickets at Ticketmaster.com or you come here and win them. Yes. I'm Chris Boyer the team is our Thursday morning science experiment, which we do here on the DSC radio show. Many years ago, Chris Boyer postulated, which is against iHeart policy. <laughs> he had to go to see human relations for it. Mm. 
Anna, do you know what it means when you postulate? No clue. <clears throat> Chris Boyer, I believe postulate is when you float a scientific theory. Yeah. And your postulation was? That I am smarter than anyone in the group and smarter than the whole group collectively. And Anna, what do you think about that? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Who is the reigning champion on Chris Boyer versus the team? Uh, that's us. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> you are the reigning champs, aren't you? Yeah. So he's wrong, isn't he? He is wrong. Well, uh-huh. but then there was that year that he was the reigning champ. Mm. But we were the last reigning champ. Yes, you you still are. Yeah, we still are. You are so. the current reigning champ, but he was the reigning champ before that. So we kind of undecided. Yeah. So the experiment rolls on. And today, we will once again test who is smarter. Is it Chris Boyer? Is he smarter than all of you? Mm-hmm. All of you morons with your big dumb dumb heads put together? <laughs> Hard to believe. Octoranian! Let's get to the uh, team captain of Chris Boyer versus the team to find out what the score is right now. Happily, sir. Boyer in last place? Oh, one. last place. One. <laughs> Only one. Becky Clitty Titty Trillion and a thousand points. Mm. The team in second place with two Becky Clitty Titty, 300 trillion, and 2,050 points. Neither in the lead, double double infinity plus infinity, 10 boobtastic Beck Clitty Titty Seepage Gazillion, double Beck Clitty Titty Trillion, 111.5 trillion, 59 billion, and 116,279.501 points. Quite a bit, isn't it? Yeah. All right. Am I going with three, four, five, or six? Then? Four is great. Four is great. Here we go. It's going to be... That's Scott. Are you there, Scott? Yeah. Hello. Oh, welcome to Chris Boyer versus the team. Yes. So you have some big responsibilities here today, Scott. you got to listen to the question. you got to listen to the answers. Choose who got this right. But right now, we're going to ask you, how many points are we playing for today? One Google titty trillion... And one. All right, very good. I'll leave that up to Sarah to decide if that gives everyone a chance to take the lead. I I don't think that's bigger than double double infinity plus infinity ten boobtastic. <laughs> right? <laughs> we had talked about going with a stomp stomp on a waffle zillion. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That stomps all points. That would be the winner. What's that? That stomps all points. That would be the highest. What do you think of that, Scott? I think we should um, make it where Boyer can win. Um. All right. Or take the lead. Everyone yes. should have the opportunity to take the lead because right now no one is in the lead. We should give the team a chance to take the lead. Yeah. So, if we declare today's point value to be an on a waffle, waffle, stomp, stomp, on a zillion points. <laughs> hey, at least you're getting some love with Becca, who's on the points board. Doesn't he make everything better? No. No. <laughs> All right. That's our point value for today. Let's choose our category. We have chicks, cuddly animals, can of corn, <laughs> Scotland, and... Horse racing. Well, Scotland, obviously, a wheelhouse. Cuddly animals. They ask for it every time. We want it. Maybe corn. Corn. Can of corn it is. Oh, wow. You got a big mouth over there. Fill it up. (laughs) 
All right, I'll ask this question of the team first. Because of their aforementioned incredible moronic stupidity, they need every advantage they can get. (laughs) Thank you. So they get to go first. They get to talk about their answer. They get to work together. And then hopefully they will vomit up some semblance of an answer. Hopefully. Then Chris Boyer gets to take his turn. He cannot give me the same answer. He's got to make up something else or come up with a different answer. Then it will be up to Scott to decide who got it right. Was it Chris Boyer? Was it the team? Or was it, in fact, nobody? Tickets for Tears for Fears are on the line. And here we go with Can of Corn. Are we ready? Yeah. Yes, sir. It's virtually universal. Almost every cob of corn has this many rows of kernels. <laughs> Jack Bauer. I'm thinking 24. I was thinking 12. I was thinking 20. <laughs> I was thinking 15. Oh boy. That's 16. You think there's eight? That's kind of a good medium into what we were all thinking. And then doubling it. You think there's eight? Okay, let's do a circle with our fingers. 20 sounds. Okay, and count the, like a fingertip is one kernel. That's a big kernel. That's a really big kernel. <laughs> okay, I'll use my pinky. Yeah. Oh, I wish you could see this, folks. <laughs> I think it's 16. I think that's good because that was in the middle of where we all were kind of going. What do you like, Emily? You like 20? Like five in each quadrant. Like there's five, you know? Or maybe quadrant? 16 to 20. 16 or 20. <sighs> oh, God. Yeah, they start off tiny and then they get bigger. So there could be mm. what more rows. Maybe mm-hmm. 20. 20 they're tiny at the tip. She's right. Oh, or yeah, they, or they start be, off big and oh, get tight. No, Do you eat from the big side the to the little the or the little to the big? What are, it's always little to big. Oh, I go the other way. So do I. I had to think about it because I haven't had one with the little. You eat from the little while. side to the big side? Yeah. Okay, I just like go the right in the it. middle. <laughs> you go in the middle? <laughs> I'm You're an animal. animal. <laughs> right in the middle. I think a 20 sounds good. Do you? Yeah. Okay, 20, final answer. Oh! <laughs> All right. All right, 20 is their final answer. Chris Boyer. Yes, David? You have heard the team's answer. Yes. Have they struck a blow into Chris Boyer versus the team? Not a chance, David. All right, I will repeat the question for you. Thank you. For fairness. It's almost universal. Virtually every cob of corn has this many rows of kernels. Yes. The team says... Well, they debated quite a bit, but they decided on 20. Yeah. The correct answer is 19, sir. Final answer. (laughs) (laughs) This isn't the price. Come on. There is a right or wrong answer on this, right? It's not whoever got closest? No. No. Get it right. Right. Get it right. Okay. Exactly. It's not closest. Let's uh, see what Scott thinks about the answers here so far. Hi, Scott. Hello. How are you, buddy? Pretty good, pretty good. So you've heard the question there. Yes, I did. Did you know this? That it was, I, I I did not know that virtually every cob of corn has the same number of rows of kernels. I mm-hmm. thought it was just like a random nature thing. Some had 40, some had six, you know. What do you think? I'm, I'm the, the team says it's 20, and uh, Chris Boyer says it's 19. I'm the wrong person to ask. I actually cut off my corn on the con- off the cob. <laughs> before I eat it. Um, Neat. 
Either way, I would love to go to the democracy, but uh, in this current political climate, that's probably nobody. You're going to go with nobody? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, would you like a hint, by the way, before you make your final answer? Oh, is that always helps? The correct answer was given. I said a lot of answers. So really? Got it. Hmm. You sure about that? I'm positive. <laughs> okay, uh, I'm going to go with uh, my man Boyer then. Stupid. Should have gone with nobody. The correct answer is 16. Oh, my God. Oh, I could usually so split like 2, 4, 8, then 16. 16 oh. is oh. the correct oh. answer. Oh, my God. Okay, makes it and better, Boyer did it. And Boyer was given the answer. And again, I shall not take the correct answer. I refuse. Sixteen, buddy. Nineteen. Nineteen. Anything in nature have an odd number? No Anything? one has nineteen. Nineteen, nothing, nowhere. Do you not notice all of our answers were like nope. uh, things of four? Nope. What's that word? <laughs> Even odd. They're, no, they were quantities of four. Oh, is that right? 12, 16, 20, 24. Those were all our answers. Like we knew. Each, I didn't even pick up on that. Each square had to have... Or I just knew that 19 was a... What? <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. As soon as he said 19, I was like... <laughs> why? No way he's right. <laughs> Were you playing Price is Right thinking if you just got close? Yes. <laughs> yes, David, I was. <laughs> Maybe Boyer versus the team which should be... Who can turn on their microphone? Chainsaw had it right away. 16 is the correct. Isn't that weird? Virtually, virtually, there are exceptions. Mm-hmm. Uh, but virtually every cob of corn has 16 rows. And that's on our menu tonight. I was so bummed that we didn't have it last night. I'm also deeply disturbed that Sarah eats from the tiny side to the big side. But what's more disturbing, tiny to big or right in the middle? I, I'm trying to decide. <sighs> if I couldn't eat big to tiny, mm-hmm. Would I switch and go tiny to big or just go down the middle like a monster like Anna? I would go tiny to big. Yeah. I like the neatness of going across the Like a typewriter? Yeah. Uh-huh. Right in the middle. What is that? Well, does she like take a bite out of the middle? And, hang on. Let me find out. This is crazy. Is she <laughs> and just, they go all around. That's what I'm wondering. Or she go left to right from the middle? Does she take middle? random bites all over the place? Like a child? Hello? <laughs> what do you do? I just, I have a hand on either side of the corn, and I take a big old bite out of the middle. Okay, but then sooner or later, you got to work your way to the ends, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> Do you take random bites? Kind of. <laughs> All right. You, need to, you know what? you got to bring in an ear of corn. i got to watch her do this. I think she's a monster. Uh-huh. What? I said I think you're a monster. I just eat it. I don't think about it. I just take big old bites. Do you eat the cob, too? No. Is there nothing left? <laughs> you just like, and then boom, it's gone. No. I just eat all the corn off the, the cob. You start in the middle. In the middle. Is that American? No. You start in the middle with a hot dog? I mean, that's like Russian or something, isn't it? I, 
I don't know what it may not even be an earthly country. Right, one of those uninha- like uncivilized island oh, nations. Uncivilized island. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You heard me, like pygmies or something uh-huh, like where that. They've never mm-hmm. seen utensils, and they don't understand. They got things. bones in their noses. Yeah. I promise you that. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That seems all kinds of wild war paint. Traumatic, you guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> A lot of dead relatives they've eaten. Not right. <laughs> it's not right at all. If you go to the fair, do you ever get corn on the cob at the fair? Yeah. Do you start in the middle? Yes. In front of everybody like that? What do you mean? I guess. You know, you were complaining yesterday that your husband embarrasses you Uh in public. Uh Guess what? What? I think you're way ahead. I think you're way way ahead. ahead. He said I fart like a semi-truck downshifting gear on the radio. Probably from the weird way you eat corn. Okay. Your body is having a hard time digesting it because of the weird way it got put in. Mm -hmm. Corn farts. You take a lot of air in. That's right. When you eat that way. You got to eat like a typewriter. Meatly. In the middle. Meatly. I'm eating corn. There's nothing neat about it. You get the little sticks, and then you're civilized. No. Butter all over the hands and face. Oh, my God. You don't like that, boy? (laughs) No. Do there have to be dainty little corn on the cob holders? Like, do you have those at your house? Yes. Oh, what a darling you are. (laughs) The two little mini ears of corn with the little spikes. Sure. I love And then you have a uh, ceramic or plastic tray that holds the butter and the seasoning. The trough, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, of course. You swirl it. You're like a debutante, aren't you? Roll it around. Roll it around there. Yeah, you do. Roll it around. All around. Uh, my God. Now, you don't have any of those things at your house, right? I, you talking to me or... You, 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 Chris Boy. I have those at my house. You cook? Really? I heat. Okay, so do you make corn on the cob? Uh, yes. And when you do, you get out the little corn on the cob holders? Of course I do. Are there pinkies up when you hold it? Uh, No. Well, I. Is your dress on just right? When you're... <laughs> Do you dress formally for corn on the cob in your house? It's a peasant girl blouse, David. Don't be ridiculous. Yeah, no, it just—it's the way you—it's the way you eat. Home run after home Swing. run. This <laughs> it's all lies. I mean, come on. You don't think he eats like this? No, he doesn't. You don't think he has little tools. special corn no, on the cob holders? No, of what about my ceramic or plastic trough? I couldn't Come figure on. out which lie I wanted to tell. <laughs> ceramic. <laughs> well, the ceramic ones of a high dollar. I, I did cheap out and do the plastic last time. Last time. So he's a series of these little ramekins. <laughs> I had the ceramic ones and they broke. Yeah, that happens all the time. <laughs> Oops, I broke think? another corn in the cob trough. <laughs> with my Gosh darn it, I have the worst luck with them. Well, you drop a carburetor in the sink and they yeah. happen to be in there. Okay. <laughs> You're so full of it. I was brought up with manners. Gosh, you're so sir. believable. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's just like George Washington, except it's I cannot tell the truth. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chainsaw Sports is coming up here on the DSC Radio Show. What is that? His his claim that he does all his chords neatly. Who sent you that? Anna from his office. Those are your chords wrapped up neatly? <laughs> There's I, like I can't see. two, I... and the rest are just a pile. I thought it was a rat nest. I thought it was yeah. literally a nest of rats. Or a bucket of snakes. Yeah, we were, <laughs> we were reeling out a cord here in the studio, and it was all tangled up because Anna's a monster. <laughs> And I can't stand to see it that way because I'm fussy. Mm-hmm. 
And Boyer says, I always coil up my cords neatly and properly. So Hannah went into his office and found out ra- there are actual rats living inside his cords. But we did find his ceramic corn cob tray, so. Oh, okay. So that's not a lie. Every Good Lord. word out of his mouth. <laughs> to everything. It's just such <laughs> bull shits creek. Uh. I'll tell you what's the truth, though. Yeah. <laughs> God! 50 years back in San Diego. Alright, I think you have heard by now the story. There was a 13-year-old girl who went missing in Poway. Yeah. On, uh, what was it, Tuesday? Tuesday. And uh, as it turns out, my family has a very close connection to this because... I'm not making this up. I'm not kidding you. I know you all think I'm full of crap, but it's true. My wife found her. Yeah. Uh, my wife rescued this child last night. Uh, as you probably saw on the news, there was a whole team of search and rescue and helicopters and police and sheriffs. Nice try. Good effort, fellas. Gave it a good shot. They did a good job. Uh-huh. They get an A for effort. Cute. Uh, but it's true. My wife was out, and uh, she found Cassidy and brought her home. And so uh, I have her coming in this morning, and she is going to tell her story. Because uh, it's it's a... I think the women in particular are really going to like when they hear the story. About Nicole and this 13-year-old kid. It's a cool, cool story. And she's going to tell that next... But right now we've got the Chainsaw Talking Sports and the KGB Good Morning. Well, good morning and thank you, David. And hello again, everybody, in the sports world. Jerickson Profire is feasting on Cincinnati pitching. Isn't that right, Don Orsillo? In the air to deep right field. Back goes Aquino at the wall. It is gone. A three-run home run for Jerickson Profire, and the Padres take a 5 nothing lead. Nice. Profar gets him again. He had homered off Gutierrez in San Diego, and now he hits a three-run home run in Cincinnati, and the Padres lead it 5 nothing. Mackenzie Gore struck out 10 throughout five innings as the Padres Bolshevik'd the Reds 8-5 to yesterday. I don't get it. Well, read a book. Or Wikipedia like I did. It's a Russian revolutionary thing. The color red symbolizes the blood. Of the workers. Mm. Padres improved to 12 and 7, just a game back in the division, and second of three wild card spots as they face the mighty Reds again today in Cincinnati. From Las Vegas, the NFL draft begins tonight at 5 o'clock on ESPN with the first round, rounds 2 and 3 tomorrow, 4 through 7 Saturday. Mostly linemen and linebackers are projected in the top 10. Chargers pick number 17, Jacksonville picks first. The Seattle Cheathawks have the ninth overall pick, and Cheathawks uh, general manager John Schyster. Seattle Schneider. What's that? John Schneider. I have it Schyster here. I'm sure you do. Schyster is very excited. Here he is. You can really feel it. It's exciting times. Uh-huh. You know, uh-huh. we have. Uh, uh-huh. We currently have eight picks. We have four in uh-huh. the top seventy-two. Ooh, There's sure. a real excitement uh-huh. about that, uh-huh. and, and, and an enthusiasm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, Shyster says he hasn't been this excited since draft night of his criminal fantasy league what? in 2009 where he traded up to get Bernie Madoff. Well, Sports fans, we all know that Tampa Bay quarterback 
Tom Brady is already the GOAT of football, the greatest of all time. Now he's trying to be the GOAT of all fathers. But he's going to have to knock off his own father first. Here's Tom Tom. I'm 44. I've got a family that I have, that I'm a dad to some amazing children. Uh-oh. There we go. Oh. And uh, when I think about being a dad, I think about him because of what my dad meant to me. Uh-huh. And <laughs> I know I'm not as good a dad to my kids. Sure that my dad's been to me uh-huh. oh. and uh, I use them as my example as to how to keep a family together oh, and my. to care and to support and to love you can act like a man oh, oh. <laughs> what can I do what can I do <laughs> Tommy did you appreciate the Vito Corleone and <laughs> South Park snippets we just played after your special moment there yeah all right, guys. Have a great day. Oh, I'll talk oh, to you later. Oh, whoa. Okay. The goat <laughs> copping an attitude all of a sudden. How <laughs> dare you? Wow. Okay. All right. Meanwhile, in the national bell. Went into his bedroom the other night, and he looked really sad. And I said, what's the matter, buddy? Because I don't know his name. I'm never home. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, he said, can I be honest with you? He said, I've just been thinking, I'm 10 now and you're 63. You're not going to be around for a lot of my life, are you? Uh, I said, buddy, buddy, buddy. I'm going to be around for a long time, I promise. I'm going to be around when you graduate. I'm going to be around when you get married. I'm going to be around when you get kids. I swear I will be around for all of that. But you got to make that happen in the next four years. <laughs> See, that's great. That must have went well for Buddy. It went well. And then, uh, you know, he said, no, I'm serious, Dad. Dad, he doesn't know my name either. <laughs> he said, these kids in my class in fifth grade, their parents are in their mid-30s or late-30s, and you're 63. I said, stop right there. That doesn't mean anything. And you know, Jimmy, that doesn't mean anything. There's no guarantees in life. That's true. I told him that. I said, how do you know your friend's parents aren't going to die in a fiery car crash? <laughs> Suicide. It can happen. It happens. Oh, that's good. You got to let him know. It's 10 years old. And then I said, by the way, who says you're going to outlive me? <laughs> if you want to be honest with you. Wow, this is a real good talk. It's a good talk. It was what a good, good talk. talk with Buddy. Good I said, who's, who's to say some murdering clown's not going to come into your bed? It can happen. A murdering clown. Football Association. <laughs> Two games last night, two series is ended at four games to one. Golden State Farm to Denver and Milwaukee Malt Liquored the Bulls. Three game sixes tonight, Philly, Toronto, uh, Phoenix Pelicans, Dallas, Utah. And other sports stuff. All right, we're going to hear Nicole's story next on how she found the child last night. And they say that a hero it's a great story. I think you're really going to like it. And we're going to talk to the first responder I married next here on the DSC Show. Nice. And this is your 101.5 KGBFM Sports Network.
if you saw the news cycle for the past couple of days, but um, there was a child, 13-year-old child named Cassidy, a little girl who lives in our neighborhood, mm. and she went missing, I think, on Tuesday afternoon. Mm-hmm. And uh, the reason we're bringing it up is because here's, you know, cut to the headlines. My wife found her last night, and I couldn't believe what I was seeing and hearing and reading on my text because I wasn't there. Mm-hmm. I was sitting at home. And, like a bum. Uh, huh? Like a bum. <laughs> Working on this program. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> on the radio program uh, when it all happened. Mm. And it, it, it was just an unbelievable story. And uh, I told Nicole, I said, you've got to come in and tell this story because it starts the incredible part of this. In sto- the this incredible story starts before the child went missing. Really? Yeah. It's it's a wild story, and I think it's so great, and I think it's such a happy, good story because how many missing child stories end happily? Had our fair of not. No. Here in town, plenty. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I think this is such a crazy good story, and so thank you for coming in because I know I had to twist your arm to do it. <laughs> I'm missing my workout, man. I know, I know. That's what she kept saying to me. But I gotta work out. What will Rocky say? <laughs> thank you, Rocky, for letting her miss her workout for today. <laughs> So, how do you feel now that you've had a few hours to think about it? Good. Yeah? Yeah, I just feel like it was, and I was just being normal. Yeah. You feel different about it than I do. <laughs> <laughs> I called everybody I know. <laughs> You're never going to believe this. <laughs> and I, and I, then I called some random people just to say, hey, you don't know me, but let me tell you what just happened. It's true. So, I'm going to take you back to Monday is when you met her, right? Yeah. So, Monday... Uh, you took our young, energetic dog, Joe, out for a walk. Yes. And what happened? Um, I was walking in my neighborhood, and uh, I saw a young girl with a, with a small dog walking on the opposite side of the street but the same direction. And we were going for a bit. She was behind me. And I just had this, like, I just felt like I needed to talk to her. Hmm. I need, And it was weird, you know, because she was a kid and... I'm an adult and, you know, whatever. But I'm pretty friendly. I usually say hi to everyone. So, And uh, the Joe was very interested in him. So he's walking straight, but head is turned. And finally, I'm like, oh, he's so nosy. You know, sorry, he's invading your privacy. (laughs) Blame it on the dog. Yeah. And she's just like, oh, it's okay. He's so cute. What's his name? And I was, you know, Joey. And what's your dog's name? Lucy. And so we just started chatting. Lovely girl. Really nice. Um... Walking at a good clip, lapped me. Couldn't believe it. Uh, I'm like, I have a, I have a sore knee, so I'm a little slower. But I was like, dang, she's fast, uh, you know. So she went on her, went on her way. But I just had this weird feeling, like I needed to have, I needed to talk to her, make a connection. Yeah, it was, it was, you know, I don't know. Was there, a, was there like a little voice inside saying, "Talk to this kid"? Yeah. And you don't often have that. I mean, I say hi, but it doesn't usually feel like that. It's usually like, hey, what's up? You know, hi, just it's neighborly. Like whatever. Just we, say- everyone in our neighborhood, we live in a tight little community, and everyone <clears throat> waves and says hi and is very friendly. So, but it was... because this she was, was different. Yeah, she was back behind me on the opposite side of the street, and, and I just was like, you should talk to her, so you should need to say something. I don't know. It was weird. It mm. was weird, but it made... It all came together yesterday. Yeah. Mm. So this weird moment happens, and you say hi to this kid, and you talk for a couple of minutes, and then off you go. Yeah, she was ahead of me, and I'm 
well, I'm not going to keep up with her today. So yeah. <laughs> get going, girlfriend. And that was Good Monday. for you. Yeah. That was Monday. Yeah. And um, then Tuesday night, we heard all these helicopters right. flying over our house for a long time. Mm. About 45 minutes. Yeah. And uh, the dogs were all unsettled and uh, we're awake. We're like, what the hell's going on? Mm-hmm. It was just a long time. And- yeah. And you do start you do start to wonder when helicopters are flying over your house at night. Oh, there's an axe murderer out, probably in our backyard right now. So you wake up and uh huh. So Wednesday morning, uh, yesterday, I'm here, and Nicole texted me, and she says, "Cassidy, the little girl I met, has gone missing." And uh, I know you were particularly. Heartbroken by that because you just met this kid. Yeah, it was weird, and she had just been allowed to start walking on her own um, in oh. our in our neighborhood. Like Monday was her first day walking alone, and then Tuesday she goes missing, and it's just like, how is this possible? Yeah, the sense we get uh, because we don't know this family. They live a couple of streets away from us, and we don't know this family. But the sense we get is they come from. Uh, uh, they're not a loosey goosey bunch. You know, they got rules, they're a strict family, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And they're protective of their children. Mm-hmm. And so this was the first time they had allowed their daughter out <laughs> right. on Monday when you met her. That was her it was her maiden dog walking adventure. Right. So Wednesday you text me and you tell me that that girl went missing on Tuesday. Tuesday afternoon, she went out for another walk right. and never came home. Yeah, I saw the helicopters yesterday morning, and I could tell it was the same helicopter. Um, by the way, it sounded because it was over our house for a long time. Yeah. Um, and I got the binoculars out that chainsaw, the binoculars from Chainsaw Christmas. <laughs> nice. Um, and saw that it was a sheriff's helicopter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then about forty-five minutes later, they started making the announcement that it was Cassidy and she was missing. And... Is there a speaker on the helicopter? Yeah. So I think they did their thermal imaging or whatever for for quite a while, and then. Um, they started announcing that it was... So Tuesday afternoon, she goes out for another walk with a dog and she never comes home. Mm-hmm. By 10 o'clock, all hell's breaking loose in our neighborhood. Right. And by yesterday, there's a 50-man search and rescue team combing through the neighborhood. And it's pretty rural where we live. Lots and lots of animals. Coyotes yeah. every day. Oh, you guys have seen the cougar tracks on my Instagram. Uh, yeah, mountain I mean, lions have been on the street. I mean, it's pretty rural where we live. Yeah. And um, and the whole neighborhood's involved now. Mm-hmm. Everyone's texting. You got in a bunch of groups with yeah. all the women in the neighborhood. We're a pretty tight little community. Yeah. And hadn't the police at some point told you all, why don't you just stay off the hiking trails? Let's try and stay out of our way. Mm. We're, yeah, we were, we're on a mission here. We were, you know, meeting over by the house and they search and rescue teams had asked us. They were bringing in dogs and they had asked us, you know, stay off the trails. Let us let us do that. Mm. And we were just like, let us know anything you need. We're here. But everyone was out. Mm. Everyone had been out. Some people had started out Tuesday night mm. when Cassidy didn't come home. Some of the neighbors were just out looking. Just that's it. You're not going to keep neighbors inside. Kid yeah. goes missing. They're coming out. Yeah. The call to arms. So then, la- yesterday it just goes on and on all day, and uh, 
You were just sick all day yesterday. Yeah, I think most people in the neighborhood were. It's just like, how could this possibly happen? And right, you know, she was just she's just a kid. Yeah, and you didn't even eat dinner. No, I was like, I'm. Everyone just felt. I tried. I tried. Tried, and then I'm like, I'm gonna go walk the dog, man. And so I went to walk the dog, and I just was like, I'm gonna do the exact same route I did when I met her on Monday. I don't know why. I just was like, I'm just gonna do it, you know. So. I did the route, and there was a point where um, I I kind of looked like we have this little easement off of the road, and then there's a hedge, and there was about halfway through my walk, I kind of just started looking over the hedge a little, and I'm like, I wonder if they would look like just right here instead of like through the, you know what I mean? Like just right over the hedge. Mm. Um, and so I looked and I'm like, oh, you're being silly. And I'm and I was like, where are you, kid? I said it out loud a couple of times, you know, like, where are you? And uh, and I'm walking and then I, I have a neighbor um, who was walking his dog, who's known in the neighborhood as like, you know, want to keep away from this dog. He's a little aggressive. So he was walking towards me. So I uh, went. We have a trail that goes down into a trailhead and nursery area. So I kind of deviated off into that and hung out for a minute and waited for him. And uh, he came in and then went into his yard, and that's when I started passing him. And I'm obnoxiously observant. Like, my family is just like, stop looking. <laughs> um, so I was walking, and I just saw, like, something out of the uh, corner of my eye. And it was in a, like, utility area that had a driveway. And so it was almost like a slab, but it's a little bit lower than the street. And I just looked and I saw like a dark figure. Mm. And I immediately was like, well, what's that? Like, I thought, you know, it's a burglar or something. At, you know, it was 637. They could be hiding out. Who knows? Um, but I didn't think about her at first. I was just like, what's that? Shady character. Yeah. And then I kind of just zeroed in on her and I immediately saw her face. And that's when I was like, Cassidy. And she kind of peeked around this tree. And, uh, and I said, do you have Lucy with you? Lucy's who? Her dog. And she's You called her by her name? Yeah. Because I we had just met and I know being an animal person that if you can connect to the dog, to the animal, and you know what I mean? It's just a thing. <laughs> that I feel anyways. So I said, Do you have Lucy with you? And she said yes. And I said, Do you remember me? And she said, Yes. I said, You have to come here, honey. <laughs> you have to come here right now. <laughs> and uh, so she started walking towards me and she was crying and she was terrified. Um so we just grabbed each other and hugged each other, and then I held her, and we walked towards her house. Lord. <laughs> and then um, I saw some police officers, and I just said, hey, I've got her. And she was afraid, you know. She was terrified. She was afraid. She had spent My all Lord. night, 36 hours in those bushes. Right. And I mean... We live in a, like he said, a rural area. Yeah. And he talks about the crazy scary. animals that live there. Out there. I mean, I wouldn't stay out there at night, yeah. all night long. Heck no. I'd break into someone's backyard in their patio or something. <laughs> but not, not out in the wilderness. Yeah. But, uh. Um, didn't have any food, didn't have any nothing. water. And so uh, I started walking with her in my arm towards um, the police officers. And then, you know, my spastic dog is. Ah, <laughs> hi! Yeah. Uh, so they are like, you know, um, give her to us, give it, you know, and she just like grabbed me. She Aww. was not going anywhere. And I just said, just a second. 
And I put my hand up and I said, just a second. It's dog friendly. I'm like, he's friendly, but just a second, you know? And I love I, that part. And I, I love that part that you've got this kid and she's terrified. And here come these Barney fires. All right, we'll take it over <laughs> from here. And, and you literally put your hand up and you said, hold it. Yep. And they did, didn't they? They did. They stopped right they in did. their tracks. Well, she was afraid and they weren't in, um, they were in plain clothes with badges, but they weren't in uniforms. Um, and so I can understand that. Here come six guys, you know. Uh, so I just said, just a second, you know. And uh, and I looked at her and I said, those are police officers and they're here for you. I said, you know, everyone is worried about you and um, they're here for you. Do you. Are you okay? And they're like, come with us, come with us. Um, and I said, are you okay? Do you feel safe? You know, they're mm -hmm. here for you and you're okay. Mm -hmm. Um, and so she kind of looked at me like, and I'm like, it's okay, you know, you could go. So, but she was holding on to you tight, wasn't she? She wasn't going anywhere. Do you think she wanted you to see her? Do you I th think do you, she I mean, because you were looking in the same place so many people right. had already looked. Helicopters, the FBI, search and rescue team. Yeah, and they had dogs and everything. Yeah. And thermal imaging, but you know, where she was... It's like, I don't know if it's, um, it's some kind of utility thing for the neighborhood. So I don't know if it generates heat. Oh, maybe. Um, and that's the only thing I could make sense of why they didn't see her. Um, I don't know. You know, maybe she was, I think it was an accident that I caught, that she caught my, I think, I don't, who knows? I don't know. But I think that she was comfortable enough. With you. Something. There was something weird. You guys weird. made some sort of connection yeah, on monday sure. you yeah. had this you had this voice in inside you saying talk to that kid right and then Absolutely. wednesday you found her yeah it was a trip man because i'm sure police walked by yelling her name and oh, she didn't and come out but she came out when you called her. neighbors said well i had you know we made eye contact our lies locked so she was i had her then <laughs> but still this whole touch by an angel thing has got me freaked out. Are you going to start glowing here in a second at the end of the show? And now I realize you're Roma Downey. And uh, There's more to this story, and we're going to take a quick break and tell you more about it. But there's a lot to be said for if this happens in your neighborhood to actually go out. You know, you don't want to get in the way of the police, but do your part. You know, because look at the happy ending yeah. that happened here. And uh, we'll have more on this. And if you got anything you want to say about it, 888-570-1015 is the direct connect. Uh, Cassidy is home. She's safe. She's with her family. And it's all good. She's okay. Because my wife found her. Alright. Quick time out here. You've got San Diego's 101.5 KGB. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Justin, you're on the DSC. What's going on, brother? Hey, good morning. Love your show, bro. I love yours. Uh, thank you. I just, uh, I'm a grown man, 
And hearing that already just melted my heart. I started crying as I brought my son off for school, man. Just, yeah. There's still faith in humanity. There's still a chance. What do you make of this, uh, Justin? Did you hear the whole story? Um, I've got my wife in studio here uh, today. Uh, Nicole. A great who, woman. Yeah. She found this missing child last night. This uh, 13-year-old Cassidy who went missing on Tuesday afternoon in Poway. And uh, truly, I mean, it's, I'm, I'm going to tell you my side of the story here in a second here. But yeah, my wife found this kid last night. I, I still can't believe I'm saying those words. But someone's got to do it. And she's the one who did it. And I wonder, what do you make of that whole... Did you hear the whole thing about how they met and she felt this weird connection with her? Yeah, I I didn't... That, that That's something like a spiritual vibe. And maybe that's why she hid when the cops, she didn't get that vibe. That, that that aura maybe and your wife just is, is an angel so I, I felt it was so important for her to come in and tell the story because you know there weren't a lot of good feelings in our neighborhood yesterday about this child because mm. everybody watches forensic files and we've had too many sad stories you know um the Chelsea King story and the Van Dams and wasn't your dad mm-hmm. friends with Amber? Um, no. She was, he, he was friends with the Dubois family, wasn't he? No, the uh, no, it wasn't that family. But it's another. It was a similar story, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So, and there have been too many sad stories yeah. that didn't have a happy ending like this one did yesterday. And I'm sure the neighborhood was in a panic. A panic, a, a sick panic. Absolutely. It was a not, sick panic. Not just for Cassidy, but for their kids. Oh, yeah. We had, um, I had talked to one neighbor yesterday. They had hired private security to sit out in front of their house. Oh. They have two small kids and, you know, it scared people. It did. It scared people. And, you know, you just don't know what kind of decisions you're going to make when you're scared. Right. And I know a lot of people, they want to know this question. It's like, why was the child gone? And there is a privacy that we want to respect uh, with this family. So that's their story to tell. Mm-hmm. And we'll leave that for them if they ever choose to come out and tell that. The important thing was uh, the this spiritual connection you made with this kid on Monday. And then you are the one who, after all these search and rescue people and helicopters with their fancy cameras and everything like that, you're just out walking with our dog. And you see her in the bushes. I can imagine that being kind of scary, though. You know, she she might have thought she was in trouble. Like, oh, she, the police are coming, and she's going to be yeah. in trouble. And oh, I get it. I mean, I, you try to think of it like a 13-year-old. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I was, it's freaking scary out there at night. And she was out uh, 27 hours or 28 hours. In the middle of the night. And in there's the middle, a lot And throughout of the whole day, and she didn't have any food. I mean, I, yeah. I asked her if she was thirsty, and she just, I mean... You could tell. It's just like, oh my goodness. Now, did the cops try yelling, ollie, ollie, oxen free? <laughs> I don't know. Because if you don't do that, <laughs> right. I'm not coming out. There's no guarantees. Yeah. Well, they um, had dogs, and the dogs passed her and her dog as yeah. well. So, you know, but there's a lot of sense out there, and mm-hmm. who knows? Now, here's kind of a wild thing, and I wasn't there to see this, so I'm, I wish I could have seen the looks on these parents' Faces oh, when you walked her up the driveway. 
No, I didn't make it to the driveway. The police took her before and they sat her on the curb, but it was only one driveway away from her home. What and, was that scene when oh the parents came out? Um, she was surrounded and she was sitting on the curb and all of a sudden I saw this woman run out down the driveway and scream and then she threw her arms open and started running towards her and then her she would come and like her hands would come to her face and then she would open her arms again running and uh, and she just fell to her knees and grabbed her. Yeah. And that's when I got emotional and I, and they, you know, the police are trying to talk to me and I'm like, can we walk in? Let me just show you where I found her. Like, let's let them have their moment. Because and then let the me adrenaline walk. rush hits. Right. I didn't feel anything while I was with her, but once they took her and... Um, that's when it hits. It totally did. When I just over. was like shaking and my heart was pounding and I had to text you because... If I am out on the walk and we're supposed to meet and I don't text him and I'm late and he's sitting there waiting, he gets mad. So oh, I was like, worried. <laughs> no, I was, that's why I text her. I, that's why I text him immediately. And all I said was, I found her. And he's like, what? And he starts calling and I'm just like, I'm with the police. I've got to call you back. And I didn't believe it. Oh. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> no, it's true. Did we have the we have this evening routine mm-hmm. where Nicole takes Joe out. He's young and a spaz, and he can walk for miles. Yeah. And Frank is our old dog, mm-hmm. who he's also a vampire. He cannot go out in the daylight. No, if the sun is out, <laughs> that dog is not walking. So we have this routine now where she takes Joe out, and they go out and they get a couple miles. And then when they're ready to start heading back towards our house, she'll text me and say, "Okay, come meet us at the park." So I'm at home and I'm working on today's show and I get the text and I'm like, here it comes. And the text says, I found her. And I know what I found her means, but I'm like, that can't be right. So I call her up and I'm like, what is this? I found her. And she goes, I can't talk to you. I'm talking to the police. I'm like, okay, I'm in the car and I'm driving (laughs) now to the other side of the neighborhood. Unbelievable. Mm. And now here comes my wife walking the dog home, and I'm like, what are you doing? Where are you going? The media is going to be here. I've got to get home. I've got another dog to walk. I've got to get ready for tomorrow. I'm like, what are you talking about? You've got your fans to talk to. You've got people to talk to. I don't have time to sit here with you, Mr. Microphone Boy. I've got things to do. Unbelievable. Um, But when you brought the child back to this family... You had this moment where you thought, oh, my God, I wonder if the parents think I'm a kidnapper who snatched their kid. Because they don't know you. I walked, so we walked away, like, um, you know, so I could show them where I found her. And I looked back and I saw the mom in an embrace with her and the dad standing behind. And both of the parents were looking at me talking to these two police officers. And, and then they start photographing you like no. a mugshot. Oh, they did. They did. But before that, yeah. um, they I just looked at the parents and they were both looking at me like and they had this disbelief. And all of a sudden it just registered on me. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I wonder if they think I had their kid, yeah. you know. But then here I am in my shorts and with my dog. And so, I mean, I don't know what who knows the emotions. They probably hadn't slept and. You know, over 24 hours, and I mean, it was just, 
It was a trip. It was nothing man. but bad feelings right up until it was unbelievable, overwhelming joy. Totally. When that. I mean, we were all sure. Child. That yeah. Something had happened. We all had bad feelings. Yeah. We all had bad. I mean, we we wanted to have hope. Yeah. But God, there's been so many bad stories. It's hard to have hope. You yeah. know, it's hard to it's hard to believe it. Here is Orlando on the DSE. What's going on, Orlando? I mean, we were all sure. Yeah. Hi, Orlando. We all had bad feelings. We, we, we we'll let him back. work out his radio issues. <laughs> Here in a second, here is Christian on the DSE. What's going on, Christian? Hey, Dave. Love the show. Uh, I just wanted to call in and say, like, the importance of, you know, your wife to even just reach out. Nowadays, you know, with, with the, you know, everybody's masked up and we've been living in our own worlds for so long that it's it's not often that we were reaching out, especially, you know, how that affects younger kids and the fact that your wife even just, you know, went out of her way to say, hey, hi, how you doing today? That the, the miles that that traveled, you know, that small conversation traveled are unmeasurable compared to, you know, just passing somebody by. Yeah, the connection that they made on Monday paid off on Wednesday. Yeah. you saw her in the bushes. It's wild. I, I, that the, the whole story is just a message of that. Of hey, we need to all stop living in our own worlds right now. It's it's safe to go outside, so it should be safe to you know love each other like we used to. That's nice. And there there's some kind of message, and I don't know how to word it, but there's some kind of message that I just want to put out for parents to know that you know bad decisions happen when you're frightened. It's hard to make a good decision when you're when you're panicking. Mm-hmm. We all know that. Yeah. Now, imagine being a child. So, yes. You know, or, nobody here wants to lecture anybody and tell you how to raise your kids or anything like that, but you should just know that when people are panicking and they're frightened, they make bad decisions. So, you've just got to make sure that your kids know that the police are there to rescue you, to save you, not to put you in trouble. And go home, go home to your parents, right, not, or go to a neighbor, or something like that. I don't. I'm, I'm not sure what the right message is. You'll figure it out for yourself. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I was listening to the story, and I have a two-year-old daughter, and it immediately, I mean, teared me up. I just, I couldn't imagine being in the situation, and it's just, it's a, it's a beautiful story of, you know, it's hope. It's truly hope. Yeah. All right. Thanks, pal. Appreciate it. Here is Gary on the DSC. What do you say, Gary? Hey, good morning, Nicole. Morning. Thank you very much. Thank you. Um, I had the opportunity to go on several searches, and most of them did not turn out the way yours did. I was on uh, the Van Dam search, and the young man out in South Bay on the motorcycle that disappeared, who we found with uh, had died of a heart attack. Um, I still drive past the Van Dam place. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's some people that just have the heart to go do that, regardless of what the outcome's going to be. And I appreciate your not listening to the authorities and trusting your gut. Well, I did listen to the authorities, but I just got lucky, I think, you know. Um, I didn't, none of us went on the trails yesterday. They asked us to stay off of the trails that they had professional search and rescue. And so we all stayed off the trails and let them let them do their thing. And I actually wondered if I should do the wa- the full walk that I did because I didn't want to get in anyone's way. But I was just like, just do it. Just 
you can you can do that part. You can stay on stay on the pavement, girl. So I stayed on the pavement and. But I did well, I did listen to the authorities. I am a good girl. <laughs> <laughs> well, why don't you become one of them and join the volunteer service? She's a first responder now. Yeah. yeah. Get your horses, girl. You got it. You need to be out there. Ah. Oh. Thanks, man. All right, thanks, Gary. Love your show. Okay, love your show, guys. That's oh, a great story, baby. You yeah. are something else. We're all real proud of you, honey. Thanks, babe. Love you, too. Love you. I think she's still a little mad at me because I made her miss her workout today. <laughs> I can feel that a little bit. Her trainer's going to make her pay for that. Oh, She's, she's screwed. That's why she's mad at you. <laughs> she's the one that's going to pay. On leg day. Oh, <laughs> no. So, yeah, we thought the message was, you know, Get involved in your neighborhood. Know your neighbors, you know? Yeah. It's good. It's good. Mm-hmm. It worked out. It had a happy ending. I'm so happy. I would have walked right past that kid. I might have even seen her and said, hmm, there's a kid in the bushes. Oh, well, <laughs> i got to get home. <laughs> I would. You guys I'd, be like, I'd be like, oh, and there's a little kid hiding in the bushes. Well, whatever. I've got to go home and write Boyer versus the team. I'm an important radio person. Yes. And that's why you guys balance each other. She's the observant one, and you're you. I am so unobservant. I am so unobservant. When I was driving home yesterday, mm-hmm. um, before Nicole found this kid, she said, did you see all the media and the sheriff's tents? No. <laughs> There's this vacant lot uh-huh. uh, on the entrance to our neighborhood. It's just a big dirt lot. And that's where all the media and the sheriffs and tents and everything had been set up. And there were probably, I don't know, 100 people there. Did you see it all? Mm. No. Mm. No, I didn't. I've got my eyes on the road. There you go. Thank you. AC. Yes. (sighs) There was a tent? Yeah, it was like 100 people. News trucks, sheriffs, you didn't see all the police? No. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Chainsaw Sports is next. And then we're going to talk to Joe Elliott from Def Leppard. All right. Who claims he's coming to town. So I heard. We've heard that story before. Uh Mm Mm-hmm. We were just rocking out to their new song the other day. What kind of cooked up disease are you going to invent this year? <laughs> Y'all know the things that did us. Whatever. <laughs> think about oh, it. Really? Think about it. <laughs> Here's an email to the show. Dear Dave, I'm a firm believer in get to know your neighbors. Not like that crazy Mrs. Kravitz on Bewitched, but find a way to say hi. My nosy neighbors saved me from a robbery. And now they aren't nosy. They're just concerned. They saw something, they called the police. I'm like your wife, Nicole, my sister-in-law says, I notice everything. I'm not so much like that. (laughs) Yavel, that's Kevin checking in. Thank you, Kevin. Uh, Dear Dave, thank God for you, Nicole. That was not a happy accident. There was a reason you connected with Cassidy on Monday and a reason you... 
took that path to find her. You're a badass earth angel, and you're right, Dave. You will never win another argument as long as you live. Okay, I don't like that. I don't like this. Do you think she's going to pull that on me? If we're, like, disagreeing on how something should be done... I'm like, well, no, this is the right way to go. And she's like, oh, excuse me, I'm a messenger from God. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think she's oh, going to drop that. Uh-huh. Oh, great. You know, you rescue, you rescue one kid. <laughs> me, I did things, me, me, I. Yeah, you did. Me. Yes, you did. You hit posts. <laughs> The Chainsaw Now, talking sports on the KGB. Good morning. Well, good morning. And thank you, David. (laughs) Hello again, everybody in the sports world. Cincinnati Reds ballpark sits on the Ohio side of the Ohio River, Hmm. right across from Kentucky, where Padres left fielder Jerickson Profire sent this long fly ball. In the air to deep right field. Back goes Aquino at the wall. It is gone. A three-run home run for Jerks and Profar, and the Padres take a 5-0 lead. Profar gets him again. He had homered off Gutierrez in San Diego, and now he hits a three-run home run in Cincinnati, and the Padres lead it 5-0. Thank you, Don Orsillo. The ball didn't quite make it across to Kentucky. It actually landed on a barge and is currently floating past Louisville at the moment. They have tracking chips inside all the baseballs, you know. I did not know that. And with uh, Mackenzie Gore striking out 10 through 5 innings, the Padres simplied the Reds 8-5 to yesterday and improved to 12-7, and a game back in the division, and currently in the second of three wild card spots. Padres-Reds again today. Chris Boyer simplied the Reds. Oh, it's uh, the song by that guy who was... Talking about that broad. <laughs> well done. Winner. Nailed Winner. it. <laughs> Some limey, I can't remember. Holding back the years by the band Simply Red, a number one hit in 1985. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, David. <laughs> David. <laughs> what happened to him? We don't know. God. So many things that have happened to him, and it's unexplainable. He's cookie. Oh, okay. If you, you don't confused. know him by now. Cardinals beat the Mets 10-5. Yeah, in a game there were a scuffle broke out. Here's that. And it's up and in, and you have to know that was coming. And Arenado nods out at Lopez as if to say, I knew, and now he says, come get me. And here we go. Yeah. You knew something was going to happen, and here it is. Both benches empty, and they are really going at it now. This has been brewing for the last couple of days, and after J.D. Davis got drilled in the ankle, bodies start to fly. Yeah. Yeah, that's right, lady. The Cardinals beat the Mets 10 to 5. Oh, my. That was almost interesting. Well, trying to follow up on the Chris thing. I'm still confused. Uh, from Las Vegas, the NFL draft begins tonight at 5 o'clock on ESPN with the first round, rounds 2 and 3 tomorrow, 4 through 7 Saturday. The Chargers pick number 17. The Jacksonville Jaguars pick first. Happy birthday to actress Bridget Moynihan. Anybody? Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. She mm-hmm. turns 51 today. She gave birth to Tom Brady's first son, mm-hmm. which is another way of saying she owns the most valuable piece of Tom Brady memorabilia ever. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just hope she doesn't throw the kid into the stands for a random fan to sell at auction like so many of Tommy's touchdown balls have gone. I mean, it's a valuable kid. 
she could take out an equity loan if she needs the money every time. You know, I mean, that's I mean, not is, that, funny. is that a thing? Was that wrong? Hmm. Meanwhile, in the national back. This older woman was very sweet, and she saw me, and we both froze, and she goes, Oh, no. Wait a second. Are you someone? And I go, Yes, I am. And she goes, Give me a hug. I go, Oh, no. Not because I don't like it. It's just, who's hugging still? I go, Oh, maybe I could just get away with a fist bump. She goes, Nope. Come here. I'm a hugger. She did this eight-foot wingspan. And she came in for the kill, and I gave up. I said, all right, bring it in. Let's both die. I mean, come on. <laughs> because I don't know what's going on, and she's sick. I don't... But that's how paranoid I am. And by the way, the old, I'm a hugger, can we get rid of that? I mean, it's not working anymore. I'm a hugger, and that's it? No questions asked? That shouldn't work anymore for obvious reasons, and it definitely doesn't work with guys for probably a hundred reasons. Come on, come here. I'm an ass grabber. Get in here. Oh, give me that juicy ass... No, it's okay. I'm just an ass grabber. Don't be weird about it. No, I grab asses and I like it. I'm an old school guy. It's part of my charm. I'm a camel toe grazer and that's what I do. Just a little bit on the knuckles. I don't even feel it. I have no nerve endings. You can't get mad. Spade. This is stupid. It's Association. Crazy. Okay. Uh, two games last night. Two series ended at four games to one. The Warriors whacked Denver. Milwaukee massacred Chicago. Three game sixes tonight. Philly, Toronto. Uh, Phoenix, Pelicans. Dallas, Utah. Okay. And all our sports A couple years ago, Def Leppard was uh, performing on stage at a Detroit Red Wings hockey game. And midway through the set, Red Wing forward Darren McCarty drove a motorcycle across the stage with the Stanley Cup on the back. How rock and roll is that? Nice. Super cool. Then another player handed the cup to lead singer Joe Elliott, and then Joe took the cup, admired it, and set it down. Not knowing he had set it down upside down. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's kind of a goofy-looking trophy. Sure. Upon realizing his mistake, Joe said, Oh, well, sorry, we play soccer in my country. Whatever. <laughs> Joe Elliott and Def Leppard are going to be on the show with us this morning here on the DSC. And this is your 1015 KGBFM Sports Network. Right side up. Oh, my. I have a question that only Joe Elliott of Def Leppard can answer. Do I have Joe Elliott on the phone? Joe, are you there? You do. Oh, thank God. What a coincidence. Joe, my question to you is... Have any radio stars ever started your interview with your kick-ass cover of Sweet's hit Action? Actually, yes. And you know who it was? Oh, I hate him. Who was it? It was, <laughs> it was, it was Andy Scott, the guitarist from Sweet, who's got his own radio show in the UK. I'll allow it. Yeah. I'll allow <laughs> it, and I'll tell you why, Joe. I believe Andy... You said his name is Andy Scott, right? Yeah. I believe Andy Scott declared that Action by Sweet, one of the most covered songs in rock and roll history, was never covered as kick-ass as you guys did. Didn't he say that? 
He did actually, yeah, he did actually say to me it was his, by far his favourite version of, of that song by anybody other than himself, I'd imagine. Well, Joe, <laughs> listen, welcome back to uh, our radio show. Welcome back to the KGB. I bet it's been, gosh, I wonder if it's been 10 years since we've spoken, but... Uh, I have to tell you, I was reading about you it's last been night. A while. It, it has. It, it has been, I don't know if it's been that long. But it has been a while. It has been a while. Great to talk to you guys. And we, and thank you. I'm to be talking to you about this, this new album and the tour and yep. all things giddy. Diamond Star Halos. We're going to talk about that. You know, I'm, I'm curious because we at KGB and Def Leppard, we have um, a long history with each other. And I'm always fascinated by that needle in a haystack luck that some bands get. And so many other bands never materialize. And I'm talking about, it's 1977. You're a kid who missed the bus. And you meet a couple characters from this band called Atomic Mass. And so you guys go back to your boyhood bedroom to listen to records. And six years later, Photograph is playing on KGB. Yeah, that's about 98% accurate right there. You know, good enough. That's the Netflix version. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I mean, it is. It's a sliding doors moment. I was, I literally missed the bus home. You know, I think I went into, it was a Thursday night probably. So I was, I went into the, the news agents to probably get one of the music magazines that came out on Thursdays. And as I came out of the shop, it was a lovely summer's evening, August. I saw the bus disappearing up the, up the, uh, up the hill. And I remember, I remember thinking like, damn, that's me having to walk all the way home. But I didn't even walk the bus route. I walked up an alternative street, like a parallel street, which is where Pete Willis used to live. And I bumped into Pete. You know, it's like if I if I had just followed the bus route, I wouldn't have bumped into Pete. No, we wouldn't be talking now. Mm. So, you know, I'm sure every band that's been around for a while has got a sliding doors moment like that. But that's our specific one, and it's absolutely true. Yeah. I think it's a cool story. And and back to photograph for a second there, photograph which bumped a video called Billie Jean off the top spot at MTV. You whooped Michael Jackson. Yeah, but, you know, we couldn't quite whoop him in the album charts, which was really annoying, you know. I think <laughs> Pyromania was number two to Thriller for like four and a half months. Oh. And it's like, come on, Michael. I know. Just for one week, just bugger off, will you? <laughs> <laughs> How many trophies does that guy need? You know, uh, it's funny. You were already an accomplished musician when you met these school pals back in 1977. In fact, you wanted to be their guitarist. And someone said, you know, Joe, can you sing? Someone said, maybe you should sing yeah, well, instead. Let, let's, let, let's, let's get real here. Accom accomplished guitar player, musician, no, not at all. Three or four chords, like the punk guys, absolutely. And that's kind of where I was probably thinking I was going to be heading, you know. But I did say to Pete, I said, listen, you know, I just bought a guitar, just want to get, and I knew he played, want to get a band together. And he said, nah, he said, kind of got one, we're just looking for a singer. And I just blurted out, I'll do it. And that was it. Well, you know what? Um, <laughs> my, friend, uh, my friend tried out to be guitarist for your band back in 1992, Gary Hoey. Wanted to be guitarist for Def Leppard, but Viv Campbell got the job. Did he did. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Vivian did get the job, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, crazy. We didn't audition many people. Vivian was always the guy that I I had this vision that he was the right guy. He would, he, we knew Vivian could play. We didn't even need him to play the guitar. To join us, he got to be like family. So it was all about, can you play soccer? Do you know what Monty Python is? Uh. 
know, we got the same sense of humor, you know. That's how uh, we and, interview and guys here. Yeah, we do the same you know, thing. We knew, we knew we could sing as well. And, you know, we, the album that we just finished, the, the Adrenalize album, was a very vocal-heavy record. And knowing that Vivian could sing was another part of his arsenal that we knew would, he'd be the right guy for it, you know. And now we have Diamond Star Halos, which is coming out uh, May 27th, and you can pre-order at DefLeopard.com. I hope we all know how to spell Def Leopard by now. Joe didn't spell it right when he first joined the band. He spelled it with an A, but someone corrected him on that. And uh, we've been playing some yeah. of your new songs. In fact, uh, I think the first song we played from Diamond Star Halos was Kick. That's, was that? I believe so. Kick, we played that. And what were you playing yesterday at your Kick. house? Kick. We, yeah, we were That's talking a great song. Kick, yeah. It's a great song. I was thinking last night, which action figure from Def Leppard would I want? Of course, I'm a Joe Elliott guy. But then, does the Phil Collin Def Leppard action figure, does he have his shirt off in that one? Of course he does, yeah. And he's all ripped, six-pack, the whole bit. You, you know, know, can he take a day off from the gym already? <laughs> we get it. You do sit-ups. I mean, good <laughs> Lord, that guy. But Rick Sav. Got to wrap I mean, Rick Savage. I love that guy. Is someone telling me to wrap up on yeah. this guy? Yeah. He is yeah. not. <laughs> yeah. Joe, tell those guys to shut up. We're having an important conversation here. Is oh, it gone? No. I'm listening. I'm listening. Okay, all right. Well, I know we have ne- we never have enough time with you, but uh, uh, we're very excited that the album is coming out and truly excited that we're finally going to get the stadium tour three years late when you guys come to San Diego this summer with Motley Crue. It's going to be a great time. I hope that you and I, that we're such good friends now, that you'll come in studio and hang out with us for a little bit and we can play with our Def Leppard action figures. Of, of, of course. <laughs> you, you have vinyl I can, I can steal, and that's great. So that's, I will be there. Yeah, no, it's, you know, we're so happy that we're getting to go out finally. It's two years since that tour was first postponed. The big difference for us right now is that when we go out on stage this summer, we'll be able to play new music, which we couldn't have done in 2020. So for us, that's a, a double bonus. That's you pretty know, exciting. Back, back on is great. The new music as well, awesome. All right, Diamond Star Halos out in about a month, May 27th. Pre-order at DefLeopard.com. That's our dear, dear friend, our close personal friend, Joe Elliott, who basically invented pop metal with Pyromania and Hysteria, two of the greatest rock albums ever. Here with us on the KGB. Thanks a lot, Joe. My pleasure. See you in the summer. We'll talk to you guys. I love that guy. Yeah. The history on that band is incredible. You know, they started touring with Billy Idol, opening for Billy Idol. Oh my goodness. It's a true story. They were touring. They were the opening act for uh, Billy Idol. And by the end of the tour, their final performance, they were the headline act, playing to 55,000 maniacs at sold-out Jack Murphy Stadium. At a rock concert presented by... Kixie. No! By us! The KGB. Email to the show. Dear Dave, so much good stuff this morning. Great talk with Joe Elliott. Love Def Leppard. And now, Nicole's Finding the Lost Girl story is right up there with Emily's bruised palate. <laughs> Competing wow. for the best story ever. <laughs> I don't know.
about that. I'll, I'll pass the crown <laughs> over to your wife. Never. <laughs> Love your show. That is Bruce in Claremont. Dear Dave, it's over for you. You can come home after getting your best ratings ever. And Nicole will say, mm-hmm. How many lost children did you find today? <laughs> well, I don't like this at all. I know. And if you get your best ratings ever today, she'll be like, yeah, because I was there. <laughs> I double don't like this. <laughs> Got my best ratings ever. Yeah, you're welcome. Oh, <laughs> it's not that hard. <laughs> Gosh, this What's so hard about getting number one? I came in, tell one story, boom, number one. Dear Dave, uh, I didn't get a chance to call in and sing your wife's praises, but I'm so glad that she does not subscribe to the no good deed goes unpunished theory. She actually stepped up, made a difference in someone's life with no regard for the possibility that her actions might cause her to be cuffed and stuffed, you know? Like you do at home, part of your very effective lover <laughs> regimen. Wow. Whatever. Love your show. It is Tommy Vistache. Check it in. Dear Dave, did you mansplain to your wife? It's nice that you have this new hero status, but I've been the DJ hero for 30-some-odd years. So welcome to the Hero Club. Yeah, that'd go over real good. (laughs) Seriously, though, nice job, Nicole. I'm glad. I'm sure the family is extremely grateful. Hey, David, what actually happened was I found Lucy the dog. I knew this would take a human spin. I'll see you and Mom when you get home. Thanks for nothing, your dog, Joe. (laughs) (laughs) That's my favorite. Discounting him as a spaz. (laughs) That dog wanted to hump the child. She wanted to, she did. She want, he wanted to hump Cassidy. He wanted to hump Cassidy's dog. He wanted to hump the FBI. <laughs> he gets nervous when it's there's a lot of excitement. Oh. And he expresses his nerves by humping. And it's very embarrassing. <laughs> awesome. And it's especially upsetting for Frank, my old dog. If there's any kind of, like, you know, get on alert like another dog. Like, Frank mm-hmm. gets very on alert, and Joe just humps Frank. And it's like, that doesn't help his coolness status, is trying to be a watchdog. No. Frank, you know, the hair on his back is up, his ears are all ready to go, he's in attack mode, and his little brother is humping him. <laughs> Did Robin do that to Batman when the Joker was terrorizing Gotham City? Probably. I don't know. You want to go grand anniversary? Yeah. Right now is your chance to win a thousand bucks during our KGB grand anniversary giveaway. What is that? It's a thousand dollars every hour again today, and to win it, just take this brand new, newly minted keyword money. Take it over to 101kgb.com. It's money. Enter it now at 101kgb.com to win your share of nine thousand dollars that we're giving away today. We'll do it again tomorrow. We'll do it every 
weekday until the earth explodes. Or something. (laughs) As always, the lie about more chances to win at 101kgb.com. Okay, that's the key word, money. And what's our top story today? It is National Superhero Day, and we spoke to a real-life superhero, Nicole, earlier this morning. If you missed that story, and you just hear us talking about it now, it is posted at 101kgb.com. Um, in superhero news, this is a day that was created by Marvel in 1995, no doubt to get them publicity and yeah. hype generation. Are you... So we... I figured out I'm a Marvel guy. Yes, you did. With your help. Mm-hmm. What about you? Are you a Marvel or a DC guy? Marvel. Mm. Lady. Boyer? I wouldn't have an interest in any of them. Atta boy. Thanks for playing along. What else do we have? <laughs> now another story with a happy ending. Yeah. But this one took a little longer to get. A one-eyed cat was reunited with its owner on Friday, five years after it went missing. It was found on a shipping container on a Scottish offshore oil rig. Jesus. Where oh, it? don't act interested now. <laughs> Too late. Well, now you've got my interest. Uh. Where it ac- uh, accidentally ended up after living as a stray for years on the mainland. The cat who had a microchip, and so they found out the cat's name is Dexter, had been living in and around a prison, and the guards fed him and called him One-Eyed Joe. Mm. Um, but then somehow he ended up on this oil rig, and they took him to authorities and checked for the chip um and so the original owner was shocked but surprised like happy to be reunited but definitely mm-hmm. shocked that five years later right you got rid of his bed you tossed out the food all the friskies is gone you got a dog you Surprise. know what, uh, when um when nicole came in to uh, tell her story about uh finding cassidy boyer had said um in his usual Captain Hindsight. After the fact, Captain Hindsight. Mm-hmm. If the dog had been chipped, might have been easier to find. And he's right. Yeah. He's right. So that's a strong argument. None of us wanted to say he was right. Though. No, he was <laughs> right. No, he's absolutely right. And do they do that with kids? Oh, I actually said GPS tracker on the dog. Because the chip only works if you take the dog to a vet. The GPS tracker shows real location down to 50 I see. feet. I see. Yeah. Okay, uh, yeah. And, and you could put one of those in your kid's pocket. They have um, smartwatches and tiles you could put with like a kid's backpack. You just have to trust that the kid will keep it on them. Yeah. And it'll, you know, it's charged and things like that. But there are some devices out there. Yeah, she did possible. not have her phone with her. So, but uh, yeah, that's, right, you know, phone. it's. So, what's a GPS tracker? Something you put on a collar? Yes. Okay. And it uses uh, cell phone towers. So. Wherever you go in the U.S., you don't even have to be near somebody else with a phone. Like, if you have a tile, it only works if the tile is near somebody else with the tile app on their Hmm. phone. This GPS tracker, coast-to-coast, border-to-border, as long as you have cell phone coverage. Well, that's another thing to consider today. Mm -hmm. You know, people are on heightened alert when they hear these frightening stories, so that's something to think about. Yeah. That's like 100 bucks and 7 bucks a month. Oh, there's a subscription fee. Yeah. I see. For the dog one. Yeah, it's cheap. Right. Okay. All and right. We had looked into a watch for our kid because he's a runner. And we knew when we put him in school, if he, they couldn't keep him in the gates. We'd want to know. I think that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. And or the, and sorry, those the, watches are jazzy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the term they use is an eloper. Oh, God. 
What's this now? <laughs> it's a term that is used. And they asked us at one of his first um, IEP meetings, which is his individual education program. Um, is he, Does he elope? Does like, he elope? I'm, what? <laughs> Why did we have to invent a new word? You mean run away? Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. My kid's a runner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is. He's, he's he's just got boundless energy. Just like him. Joe is his spirit animal. Yeah, he's always so ready to like, run. Uh-huh. Always ready to run and go. Well, I think it's a great idea. Why not well, do it? So we bought him a smartwatch that he um, really wanted, and he lost it within the first couple months. Whoops. So Uh-oh. we bought a baby version of it to test run to see if he'd actually wear it and things like that. Good idea. Huh, well, mm. okay. That plan isn't going to work just yet. All right. Well, don't give up. You never know. Some of these devices might save someone's life. All right. Very good. What else is happening? Uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci over there has some positive news. Number one. Let's hear what he has to say. Fauci. We are certainly right now in this country out of the pandemic phase. I heard he came back later and said, I didn't mean that. Did he? Yeah, Mm -hmm. I didn't see that update. He walked it back. Uh I sat there and I was like, if we're out of the pandemic... I thought pandemic indicated worldwide kind of levels of, I didn't know we on our own little island could be out of the pandemic. Well, let's see what else he has to say. Namely, we don't have 900,000 new infections a day and tens and tens and tens of thousands of hospitalizations and thousands of deaths. We are at a low level right now. But didn't he come back? After he said that, I think shortly after that, he came back and walked it back is what I heard. Mm. And the White House was scrambling to <clears throat> uh, better define what he meant. Contain his statement. Uh, yeah. I see. All right. Well, cool. hey, it's a little bit of good news, right? Yeah. Yeah. Even if it was fake news for a minute. Mm. Uh, let's see here. We are in a different moment of the pandemic. <laughs> you know, it's funny how we've had this guy through two different administrations because we just can't get through this pandemic without him. And every time he says something, the White House has to restate it for him. <laughs> With two different presidents, <laughs> yes. but that by no means, uh, by no means does that mean the pandemic is over. Right was his follow up statement. But I mean, both of these presidents, they can't, they can't get rid of him, and they can't stand it every time he comes out and says something. Hmm. He's the highest paid federal government employee, government employee yeah. David, and he's been on the job for, for fourteen plus years. years. Right. All right. What else do we have? Everybody wants a piece of Twitter. Action. Okay. Yep. Uh, now. Jacksonville, Florida, saying, hey, move here. Everyone's courting Elon to move the Twitter headquarters to their city. Um, uh, Cities in Texas and Tennessee have also tried to say, come here. Why does he have to move the headquarters? They just... Well, California sucks, and it's got uh, a tax rate, and... I I, I was asking him. Oh, sorry. Does he have to move them? No. No, of course not. They just want to court the new owner. Everyone's going crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, someone surveyed a bunch of college graduates to find out what they thought their first year salary would be. Did you hear this? Okay. Uh, are they slightly inflated? Well, <laughs> slightly is a word to describe it. Okay. Oh, God. They expect to earn $104,000 in their first year after graduation. You know, I had some pretty inflated ideas as soon as I was getting out of college too, and none of them materialized. Really? You know what I ended up? You know what big job I got? Mm. Living at home with my mom and dad. <laughs> Dang it! That's a true story right there. I was like, I wonder, will I be doing mornings in Miami or afternoons in Boston? 
Uh, you're going to be mowing the lawn in Des Plaines, Illinois, <laughs> at recent Jean's house. What? Wait, what? That's not my. That's not my grand scheme. I thought I was going to be doing afternoons in Houston. You're picking up sticks after a windy day. Ah. That's true. The average starting salary for a college graduate hovers around $55,000, which I was surprised by. I thought that was high. That is high. Um, three Just three years ago, the gap between expectation and reality was only $10,000. But now it's a $50,000 gap God. between expectations and reality, which is crushing, I'm sure, yeah. to some of them. Wired.com uh, is letting people know how you can submit your idea for an emoji. Um, they, uh, The Unicode Consortium accepts proposals every year from April through the end of July. Uh, you have to include original artwork, examples of how you'd use it. Um, but uh, if you want to, you can try to create your own emoji. Here are some of the emojis that have been rejected, though. Boy, you're wearing the chin dong. Apparently. An angry poop emoji. (laughs) What is the... It's happy face right now. Would you characterize the expression on that little uh, pyramid turd, that little tornado, inverted tornado, as cheerful? Yes. Is he? Yeah, he's totally cheerful. Look at him. uh, I can't... Oh, he's smiling? Yes. Okay, that's happy. (laughs) I didn't know there was a mouth. I thought there were just big googly eyes. No, there's a mouth. Okay. Um, Happy turds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So an angry poop got rejected. Mm. Uh, Bitcoin and Dogecoin emojis. Whatever. Marijuana leaf. A condom. Two different dumpster fire emojis. <laughs> What's wrong with that one? I don't know. I love that one. A hangover emoji. <laughs> Perfect. So many people would use that. Mm-hmm. Feet. Feet. How about a great big giant penis so we can stop using eggplants? Uh-huh. Is that too much to ask? I mean, I we all so. know what we're doing here. Can we just get over it? <laughs> uh, floss, flip flops, jail, Jesus, rose, a tampon emoji. Oh, God. <laughs> How about just a red paintbrush? Angry tampon. Uh, yeah. <laughs> A mic drop emoji, a pinky swear emoji, and then I'm sorry if this hurts you, Sarah, a half human, half unicorn emoji. What's wrong with these rude people? All right, what's coming up in round two of the Half Bay Crackpot News? We're going to hear from Lady Gaga and other aspiring singers. My kid just went to see her last week. Oh, how was. Has she told you how the show was? Oh. I don't have all the fairy dust to <laughs> properly express the words that she used to tell me about her experience seeing Lady Gaga. Okay. And uh, we're going to talk about what happened to Olivia Wilde on stage. Dear Dave, I totally agree. You could come home and proudly announce, I just whipped Jeff and Jer in the ratings. And Nicole would say, um, haven't they been gone for like five years? <laughs> I saved a burning bus full of nuns and orphans from going off a cliff. She did not. Let's not ex- let's not exaggerate. One kid. One. One kid. In fact, that's an anomaly. I've been doing this for 30 years. 
I've repeated myself. Let's see her save two kids. All right, two kids, then we'll acknowledge that we got something going on okay. here. All right? Okay. Just got lucky on her first try. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> got an email that says, uh, Dear Dave, thanks for having your wife in to tell her story about finding Cassidy. So much bad news out there. It isn't getting better. Thanks for the good news for a change. I needed that. And that's Bruce in Claremont. Hmm. Well, I appreciate that, Bruce, but I think you should listen a little bit more carefully. Anytime Chris Boyer speaks, it's always positive, happy, cheerful news. Always, David. <laughs> really? Always a sunny spin yeah. on whatever's happening. All right, what else is in our crackpot news for today? Uh, Lady Gaga. Mm. She wrote a song for the Top Gun Maverick soundtrack. It's called Hold My Hand. Okay. And it'll be out next Tuesday. But she really seems to think it's going to mean a lot to the world. Tell me why. She posted on Instagram and her caption said, When I wrote this song, I didn't even realize the multiple layers it spanned across the film's heart, my own psyche, and the nature of the world we've been living in. (laughs) I've been working on it for years, perfecting it, trying to make it Hours. I wanted to make music into a song. That's enough. Where we That's share, enough. No, no, I will not shush. Where we share our deep need to be both understood and try to understand each other. I have a snippet. Do you want to hear it? Yeah. A snippet is smaller than a snip. <laughs> it's not as short as a snipling. Uh huh. It's in between snipling and snip. Okay. Here is a snippet. I won't be right That's awesome. Thank you, dear. <laughs> Gosh, that doesn't sound like every other Lady Gaga song I've ever heard. A longing to be close when we feel so far away and an ability to celebrate life's heroes. This song is a love letter to the world during and after a very hard time. I've wanted you to hear it for so long and I'm excited to give it to you. I guess I know where I'm going to go take a leak during Maverick. Sounds like there's going to be a love scene. Great. Here's another one. First we had Berlin. Now we got Lady Gaga. God, are they going to stand in the curtains again? Poor and happy rather than rich and alone. That speaks to her own son. Oh, she's still talking? And then, No, I'm just saying like I was listening to oh, the lyrics. I got you. And then trying to see how it spans across the multiple layers. Hmm. She's something else, isn't she? Uh-huh. She's not just Gaga. She's Lady Gaga. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'm sure that's going to be a great move. I'm excited about it. I am too. Yep. After Eric swore off the 4D theater, he's like, well, Top Gun might be kind of cool to Hell see Hell yeah. You kidding? <laughs> Feel like you're in the fighter plane with them? You are in the cockpit <laughs> yeah. with Maverick. Yeah. Yeah. So he's tempted to give it another try. Just look out for the, can- look out for the canopy, Goose. <laughs> All right. What else do we have? Um, that would have been kind of a cool way to see the original Top Gun. You know, that 4D where yeah. it rains, there are smells, the chair moves. Yeah. And then in the middle, when Goose ejects, you fly up and smash your head into a glass canopy and crush your skull. <laughs> it's immersive. I don't know if they would have gotten past the first screening. Hmm. Think about that, though. What an experience. Yeah. Whew. Sure, you'll die, but you'll feel like you were right there. Okay. Uh Name this artist, number three. I've been through some bad stuff. I 
Buzz in when you can name this one, Chris Boyer. I got nothing. Uh-uh. Somebody from The View. Is it Miley? Mm-mm. It is Kate Hudson, and she is going to be making an album. And that was just a little sampling of her singing. She's a little cookie, that Kate Hudson. Sounds like she can sing. Nothing. She comes from a musical family, David. The Hudson Brothers. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I'm just pre-boring myself. They had a TV show in the 70s. They rode up in a van. The bit was done. Never can read the room. <laughs> what else is there? He does that so often on the backwash. What? We'll see that there was an out, and we'll see, okay, we hit 15, 16, 17 minutes. And There's then we'll the pause. exit. Ta-da. Done. And right before ta-da, I have something to add to that. <laughs> Do you ever notice? <laughs> like, that we is were, completely we, unnecessary, and we, it won't actually add to anything. We were done. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I have something else to say. Aren't you glad you heard it? And it, it does leave one very tired and exhausted, doesn't it? <laughs> yes, it does, Lizzie. Yes, it does. <laughs> It's a special trick. It is. It's unique. Mm-hmm. No one can do it like him. <laughs> True that. No one can do what? Nothing. He does nothing and no one can do it like him. <laughs> what else? So Olivia Wilde was at a Las Vegas convention yesterday called CinemaCon and she was presenting her new movie Don't Worry Darling when someone in the front row approached the stage slid a manila envelope marked personal and confidential toward her. She said, this is for me, picked it up, looked inside, and then said thank you and continued with her presentation. Wait, someone just walked up? Uh-huh. Have we not learned from Will Smith that we should not let people just walk up to out us. of the audience and onto the stage right. where the performer is? Mm, you'd think. And this person had What's all it take? the CinemaCon um, Criteria? credentials, credentials and yeah. COVID testing and screening and everything mm. needed to be there and be able to get that close to the stage. But she had no idea who this was. That is what they're saying, yeah. yeah. Part of okay. me wonders if she planted a person for the attention and the buzz to make her man look like a bad guy. I don't know. But um, it turns out that the papers that were inside are allegedly the custody papers from her ex, Jason Sudeikis. Oh, my God. Um, Someone served her in the middle of a performance? Mm -hmm. That's rude. It seems like a lot of steps had to be gone through to be able to serve her there. It's interesting to see how it played out. Yeah, they had to secure front row seats, did you say? Yeah. Wow. And credentials Mm. and all this stuff. And that's just rude. There's no need for that. Mm -hmm. Unless that serving company wanted to make headlines. It just... All right. Well, that's embarrassing for that her. Yesterday, yes. Yeah. Um, that would be cool though if Will Smith did that from now on. Served all your papers and slapped you in the face. <laughs> You've been served. <laughs> Do you know he still hasn't apologized to Chris Rock? What? Yeah. I thought that was going to be like a top priority for him. Nope. He mm. going to India to learn how to control his temper, but no apology to Chris Rock. As it turns, mm. I just read that yesterday. 
No personal one-on-one reach out to Chris Rock. You can fly all the way to India. Right. But he can't cross Sunset Boulevard and say sorry to Chris Rock. Or even pick up the phone and FaceTime. My bad. Nope. Mm. Mm. What else do we have? Billy Joe Gray. Who's that? He is one of the rare guys, I think, that has an OnlyFans page. What? uh There's guys on OnlyFans? Uh Uh-huh. Why? He makes $2,100 a month, so not quite at the uh, cash me outside. Boyer makes more than that. Are we sure? Well, this could be possibly a way Boyer could cut in on the competition. Boyer makes more than that, seductively fiddling with his wrenches. Here's what this guy does to make his money. He sells his worn socks. And somehow he gets people to pay anywhere from twelve to thirty-six dollars a pair for worn socks. I don't understand this website. The I don't world is just full of people. gross, icky people. He wears them for days at a time mm. before before putting them in a Ziploc bag and mailing them off. And that's great. It's proving lucrative to him, and I don't get it. You know, now i got to send my wife out to find another lost child to make up for the bad news that you're bringing here on the show today. <laughs> Sorry. As you were just telling us, 10 days away from Mother's Day. That's right. Uh-huh. Um, and so they surveyed mom to find out what she really wants. What does mom really want? Nothing new. On what do you the really list. want, Sarah? Um. <laughs> you okay? Even though alone, I was choking. <laughs> Are you in the middle of eating corn on the cob or something like that? What's going on? She chokes on eggs. I choked on a corn corn, corn kernel. Corn cock? Those those corn things again. You need a minute? Need a minute? It's right there. I know where it is. (laughs) Go ahead. Um, Leave me the hell alone is the number one thing. Yes. Get Uh away from me. How about an honest answer? I want a day off of my responsibilities. No one's allowed to say mom the entire day. You can't say it. Leave me alone. <laughs> Honey. Now, how do you feel about your husband? Does he have to acknowledge you on Mother's Day? Of course. Yeah. He, even on the years that falls on his birthday. Yeah. Oh, is that the same thing? You know, a close. lot of the time it does. This mm. year, his birthday's on a Tuesday, but either last year or the one before, I feel like it was yeah. a shared sure day. You really feel robbed by that, don't you? It's your husband's birthday, and you're like, oh, People are supposed to be falling down and worshiping me, and I gotta buy a cake for this guy because it's his birthday. I know, but I do feel like that's more special. So I still do everything on Mother's Day when it does fall on his birthday. So I'm you feel birthday trumps Mother's Day? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. All right. And Emily, what do you want for Mother's Day? I want to go to the spa. Just I want to go away. I want to be pampered. Do you want it to be a one-way trip to the spa? I want to go away. <laughs> there was no, and then come back at the end of the day. No, no, no. No, no. no that's implied. <laughs> <laughs> you want to go to the spa? I do. Okay. And it's not going to happen. Why is that? Because other mothers in the family get what they want instead, and we go along. I hate what? other mothers. I know. What? Too. Yeah. What's the matter? That don't, that don't sound right. What do you mean? Well, if she wants, if you want something, Emily, you should uh, get it and deserve it, and it should be your own thing. Ta-da! Solved. Another problem solved by Chris Boyer and company. We do everything together. Is that part of the deal? Is that the problem? One mom wants all the moms to get together for a family lunch. That yet last year took about nine hours. Oh my god! <laughs> Something stupid like Indefensible. that. Indefensible! 
What if Chris Boyer were your topless waiter for the mom's only <laughs> nine hour lunch? I would, I'm there. I would do it because I'm used to that and I can look away. Close pins <laughs> on his nipples. <laughs> Just to see the other I brought lady. my special corn on the cob uh, ceramic trays, which I don't have. Uh, to see the other ladies. All right. What else is going on? Uh, no surprises. Homemade gifts is number one. Personalized gifts. Homemade gifts is number one? Uh-huh. That's the worst. Uh-huh. I actually already bought myself something and I said, we're good. Just have Colt make me a card. So You going to tell me what you got? Um, some expensive shampoo I wanted. All right. Very nice. But it was on sale one particular weekend. So not going to let it pass up. Boy, you want to take a guess at what expensive shampoo that's not on sale? How much it costs? It's not pert. Yeah. What brand do you use? Um, I'm a Kirkland conditioner and shampoo guy. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. We have that well, as well. It, it's not bad. It beats Dove, you know, or just a bar of soap or something. Dial. How many ounces in this bottle? I don't know. Just guess. I don't know. It's small. Uh, it was yeah, where 60, was it manufactured on what $64. Did he go too high? No. He did not. No. So it's more than $64. Uh-huh. Went not on sale. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's seventy dollars. No, is it more? Mm-hmm. Is it a two-figure number? No. Uh, yeah, two figures. Yeah. No. What about that horse shampoo you used to use? Is it that? No, this is a new one I found. Okay. I still like that horse shampoo ovation. <laughs> Eighty dollars. Oh. Getting closer. Ninety. Now you're just a touch too high. Jesus. Okay, so it's $85. $88. Oh, $88 for a bottle of shampoo. But I got it on sale for 20 Holy cow, that's a great sale. <laughs> no, no. Man, that's I would buy I, that. That's why I was saying. That's I have incredible. to buy it this weekend. <laughs> no, you just buy it because it's a good deal. That's not your gift. You still need a gift. No. You, $20. That's still outrageous for a bottle of soap. <laughs> no, it's not. That's not. That's Emily, an outrageous you sale. You deserve a gift. The That's first incredible. The ingredient is water. It's incredible, Emily. You bought $20 worth of water. <laughs> That's really impressive. It's uh-huh. a hell of a sale. It was. Shows you the margin in it, too. I would have bought that. <laughs> Get yourself something. Get yourself more. I want a card. <laughs> All right, what else is happening in our crackpot news today? Uh, let's see here. Uh, they did a survey to find out what, they asked parents, what age do you think kids are the biggest jerks? Hmm. So, kids stop being kids on the last day of their 17th year. Because yeah. by then they turn 18. Yeah. So, I, somewhere between birth and late teens. Yeah, I think they gave them up to 19 in this survey. Hmm. Um, it seems like around 14, 13, doesn't it? Yeah, I know that's when I was a big old pill for my parents. You're a pill? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Golly, that <laughs> Emily Jane is a pill. Pain in the butt. Howard. <laughs> All right, what's the real age? 15 is what mm. uh, got the number one answer. Yeah, okay. Meanwhile, half of U.S. parents still financially support their adult children. Just must be very nice. 101, KGB.com. 
hear Nicole's incredible story of finding the missing Poway teen mm-hmm. that just went down over the last couple of days. Uh, it brought me tears and goosebumps, and I yeah. know it affected a lot of our listeners. Yeah, it's a cute story. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's also two new Def Leppard music videos you can check out. Uh, we just talked to our friend Joe Elliott. Again. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And a new rotary cell phone that you have to build yourself and it costs $390. But you can dial it like the olden <laughs> yes. days? That's kind of cool. Uh-huh. So I like that. Check that out. $390 mm. on our website. Oh, uh, you want to do a news quiz? Yes, sir. Here we go. 888-570-1015 is a direct connect. I've got a $50 gift card for On the Border. Do you want to be on our DSE news quiz? Uh, what did he say? Did he move nah. like a cow? He said no? Nah. Okay, right. Strike one. Hello, do you want to be on our DSC News Quiz? Bring back Burger and Prescott. You know, I did, and I still don't get credit for it. Yep. Rude. Hello, you're on the DSC. Do you want to be on our News Quiz? Yes, I do. Who wrote a new song for the Top Gun Maverick soundtrack? And it's just, it's life-changing. There's so many layers. Oh, my God. Oh, that's that um, uh, Lady Gaga. Yeah! You win! Well done. Thank you, thank you. And what is your name? My name is Billy. Billy. <laughs> Billy, go on the border, Billy. Billy, go to the border. You know, uh, every Thursday leading up to Cinco, you can enjoy all-day happy hour, amazing deals on drinks and food. And on Cinco, On the Border is going to have live DJ specials on award-winning house margaritas, Dos Equis Amber and Lager and street tacos, and so much more. It's a big festival coming up next week on the Border Grill and Cantina in Mira Mesa and Escondido. And we're going to hook you up with a big, fat gift card. Thank you, sir. You guys have a great day. Thanks, man. I love your show. DSC. DSC streaming live. Now on the iHeartRadio app and your smart speakers. I've been informed by programming here at iHeartRadio that tomorrow is Friday. We have arrived at the end of our work week. Is that true? Was this this Thursday just now? If it came from the big head, I believe it. Great big head. (laughs) Well, that was a great Thursday. Thank you, crew. Especially Chris Boyer. Thank you, David. Makes all things better. He's like the bacon of radio. Pretty busy Thursday. Sarah's here to tell us about all the things that we covered on this morning's DSE Radio Show. Girl. So how was your Wednesday night, everybody? Hmm. Lawyer wanted to know if Nicole was going to keep the missing child she found <laughs> last night because, yeah, that's what was going on in Dave's house. Dave, you were worried you'd automatically lose every fight going forward, but Chainsaw squashed that concern right away. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to throw Summer and some other heathen child into a car. <clears throat> then we're going to set it on fire as Dave walks by at that exact moment. He's going to rescue the children from the burning car. Then throw Boyer in as a sacrifice to the fire guards. 
um, fire gods, the car is then going to explode in the background with Boyer inside. As Dave and the children are walking away in slow motion, Dave, your daughter's going to catch every moment on camera so that you have proof, unlike other so-called heroes yeah. we know. And boom, <laughs> now you have the upper hand in every special fight moving forward. Don't forget Sarah. Aerosmith is playing in his uh, soundtrack. Ah, yeah, very yeah. crucial All part. All the good stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Since it is Superhero Dave uh, Day, you wondered... If you were a Marvel or DC guy. I didn't know. So we did some science and we helped you figure it out that you're a Marvel guy. Oh, it wasn't even close. Yeah. But I you thought had no I was idea. A DC, I thought I was a DC guy. Mm-hmm. What does DC stand for? Dark comics. Boyer? <laughs> I don't know. Hmm. I think it uh, originally stood for detective comics. Uh-huh. Very interesting, David. <laughs> Turns out I'm a Marvel guy, so I don't care what DC stands for. There we go. Yeah. Then it was time for Boy versus the Team. Question was virtually every cob of corn has how many rows? We guessed the team gets 20. Well, Boyer. you actually were pretty sure you are going to guess 16. Mm-hmm. But 20 was the final answer. That was our final answer. Mm-hmm. Boyer. Went prices right on it and went 19. Which is an <laughs> odd number. <laughs> 19 and 4 eighths, yeah. David. Uh-huh. <laughs> but the answer, the answer was 16, which, yeah, the team focused on for quite a while. We zoned in on it uh. before we went a different direction. And Boyer did not steal that answer. So neither furthers the lead, adding an Anna Anna Waffle Waffle Stomp Stomp gazillion points to its score. You know, the history of Chris Boyer versus the team in particular is that the the team sits there just pathetically uh, working on an answer while Emily's yelling out the right answer all along and she is quickly told, no, that's not the right answer. And today was the other way around. Chainsaw had the right answer and Emily quickly gave an alternative answer and you suckers fell for it. (laughs) (laughs) Must be right, Emily said it. Ah! Mm. Son of a gun. I know. Is it 19? No. Talk on it. You know, are we going to talk any more about corn on the cob? In your show notes? No. Because, to me, the revelation that Anna eats corn on the cob from the middle. Yeah. I mean, I'm alarmed enough that you, Sarah, eat it from the wrong end. Mm -hmm. But at least you start on the ends. Maybe you're Jewish and you eat right to left. Like the way they read. You know, they read right to left. (laughs) It's possibly you're corn Jewish. (laughs) It's possible. I'm not Jewish unless we're eating corn on the cob. And then I eat right to left, just like I read the Torah. And uh, but Anna eats it from the middle. And I don't know. You get through the middle pretty quick. Then what happens? Does she spread out? Does she go left? Does she go right? What happens? Do you know? Did you get a feel for it? She said she was all over the place and she's a mess. She did. There was a lot of dripping and hands. and Oh, and that's when Chris Boyer told us all the lies about his corn on the cob eating habits. I have the trays and I have the skewers that uh, allow you to hold the corn without getting your hands messy. Yeah, and you also wrap your cords neatly and all other sorts oh, of lies you've told today. Yeah, that blew up right in your face right away. What about my Lowry season salt, David? Oh, <laughs> uh, well. What else did we do? That's when the smoke appeared and the walls busted open when the hero herself, Nicole 
freaking records popped in um, after taking time off of her child saving outtakes for the day to yeah. deal with us measly peasants. And um, what a story. Oh, my God. Yeah. What a story. Had us all in tears. You can listen to it. You have to hear this story. It's on our DSC On Demand podcast. It's also its own special little blog post, 101kgb.com, and it will be also on the free iHeartRadio app. I have some email that has come in. Dear Dave, so Eric isn't allowed to expect a cake on his birthday, but Emily wants some fancy spa day for a holiday made up by greeting card companies. This is why I'll never understand women. You, however, (laughs) Dave, may not have found any missing children, but you're still in a very effective lover. Love you showing that is Matt checking in. All right. Uh, dear Dave, where was Nicole's spidey sense when she lost her car keys a few months ago? <laughs> Why couldn't she use her psychic powers to locate the keys before you had to spend hundreds on a new set for her truck? <laughs> Just saying. Oh. <laughs> love your show like you're going to love the fact that you never have to look for anything ever again. Mm. Uh, dear Dave, does your wife have any intuition on who should be the first pick in the NFL draft tonight? <laughs> Signed the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, Dear Dave, I'm sure you've got a great show. I don't know. But could you ask Nicole if she would help us negotiate with Vladimir Putin? Signed, Vladimir Zelensky. (laughs) Thank you, Vlod. Uh, Dear Dave, don't let Nicole's lucky break get you down. We all know the DJs are the heroes. After all, you're the one who told us that. Love your show. (laughs) Listener Timmy. And, uh, dear Dave, any other time your wife could have just walked right by that girl, but she knew she needed to talk to her. Wow. It's either a higher power or a sixth sense. Thanks for being there, Nicole. And that's Pete checking in from the Hall of Fame. All right. Very good. Thanks very much, everybody. Great emails today. Glad you enjoyed it. What else did we do? Well, then it was time to get rid of her because Declan's Joe Elliott called us. Got a bigger name on the phone. Again. To say they're finally coming to San Diego to play with shirtless Phil Collin action figures with Dave. And then while they're here, they'll, you know, maybe play at Pickle Park in August. You can get Def Leppard's new album, Diamond Star Halos, on May 27th. During the Crackpot News, we learned that it's good to be a college grad right now, heading in to your $104,000 job in your first year. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. We also learned that angry turds and angry tampons are still not approved emojis yet. Angry tampons. Yeah. (laughs) But finally... Go screw your homemade Mother's Day gifts and gorgeous unicorn jewelry diamonds. Emily's bringing a topless Chris Boyer with clothespins on his nipples to serve lunch at her Mother's Day lunch. We'll see you tomorrow. Love your show. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.